I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. All right, Chris, welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Chris from 6-7 Podcast. Six, is it 6-7 or 6-7-foot podcast? I don't know. Well, six, seven. It, it's really either one. Like, I, I'm i a bit squirrely with the branding. So sometimes <laughs> I say 6-foot-7 podcast, and other times I say 6-7. And then some people say 67 podcast. And I'm like, listen, it no, all no, works. No, no, that ain't right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not 67 years old. Somebody, somebody listened to our last episode, and they were like, you laughed a lot. I was like, the dude is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's a compliment. I feel I feel like we should have recorded the part where you were eating cereal and we were settling in for this mm. podcast. That would have been even. I mean, I can go get some more cereal. You know, cereal is well, always on deck. I mean, and I feel like it's midnight your time. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like the appropriate midnight meal. <laughs> of course. It's like there I mean, is no better midnight meal. Right. Are we doing honey bunches of oats? Are we doing, mm. you know, honey I nut wish. Cheerios? I love both of those cereals. Um, we're doing something slightly nuts. more. No, definitely not great. I, <laughs> okay, I, I have taste, Michaela. We're <laughs> so doing, it's called like, COVID. yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my taste. Okay. I'm not eating great nut flakes. I'm not trying to recover from a COVID. Now, this is, it's like some granola thingy. It's called nature's best flaxseed granola. Oh. It's healthy, but. It's like bougie cereal, so it's almost like muesli. <laughs> I actually love the Nature's Best with the flax. It's delicious, but you do have to stay close to the restroom. <laughs> yes, and you have to buy like five boxes of it. I'm six foot seven, hence the podcast. So I can eat literally one whole box in a sitting, and it's like nothing for me. <laughs> My brother used to do that. He'd get like that big old like um, what was those Tupperware bowls? That those big, massive, ginormous mm-hmm. ones pull their whole cereal box in and then like a gallon of milk. It would yeah. piss my mom off so bad. <laughs> She's like, I went shopping. I gotta go back. I wanna get yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, so I, um, I can down some cereal, but tonight was just a little, it was a light snack. One bowl of cereal and a couple pieces of, of, uh, multi-grain toast. Multi-grain. So see, this is why you need the water. There's, there's just, I mean, that's a whole lot of fiber. It's a ton of fiber. It's a granularity <laughs> to, at the finest. So the water comes to help flush it down. So I'm not clickety clackety yickety yackety in my mouth when I talk. <laughs> oh boy. So right before we hit record, um, while you were working on the clickety clackety, I, uh, we started talking a little bit about how I was flying tonight and I was supposed to do my check ride a couple of weeks ago, except that I got, I got COVID. And the funny story about that, it was definitely a Delta variant. Um, is that I was actually, um, so I was recording a podcast with the Unjected, which is an app for people that aren't getting the vaccine. Mm. And literally I was like sick the day I recorded it and was starting to have symptoms. and was like, okay, it's time for me to probably go swab my nose mm-hmm. um, and find out if I have it. But I was like one of the first people, I think, in the community to get We were pretty like we evaded COVID as a community for the most part in our small town. 
And uh, I was like one of the first people to get it. So I put it on uh, social media and what's really funny is that I had like, you know, three times the amount of story views and stuff like that. And I think, and my dog's going crazy. So, and I think it was, um, you know, a bunch of people that had like unfollowed me because of my position on the masks and whatnot. And I think they, they were like waiting to see if I was going to die. <laughs> Which is crazy. I know a lot of people were like that. It's like, listen, where is the humanity again? Like, how can, can I, can I, can you wish me well and also just let me do my thing? Is that a possible right. in this scenario? No, it's, it's definitely not a thing. Like they were totally spying on me just to say, like peeping my stories just to see what was going to happen. And, um, I'm kind of like full transparency. I'm like, the whole thing about it is if we were talking about it more in our experiences and like hugging our neighbors and helping them, we would have been over this by now. Way, you know? yeah, we beyond over. You're, you're, you're totally right too by, about that. <clears throat> I think that the stigma around it. I mean, cause you basically got a scarlet letter on you if you don't get the juice or if you got the actual disease. Absolutely. And I was really surprised by that. It was like a, shh, don't tell, shh, don't say that you have I'm like baloney, bull honky. I'm like announcing it to the world. I'm walking them through what I'm going through. I'm telling people what I'm doing to help myself recover. I'm telling people about the aftermath of it. I lost my smell. I did the nose trial stuff, the scent stuff with like sticking ginger up my nose and lemon and all that and to get it back. And I got it back. I was joking about how the first time in my life, my shit don't stink. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like to think your shit don't stink. You can't I mean, COVID I... <laughs> and then that's true. It's like there's a remix. Yep. It's coming right now. Song. <laughs> that is definitely happening. <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, humor is important too but and then i started playing like santa claus with delivering mm. covid packages to people as the whole town started to get it oh, wow. um yeah my dad was like you're the outbreak monkey <laughs> <laughs> i was like no that wasn't me but i'm not saying who it was <laughs> you don't want to yeah that person probably feels triple yeah. bad yeah especially yeah. if they got the juice that would be even that would be, right. I forgot, we're on a podcast. I can say the V word on this platform, right? I'm allowed I, I to believe, say that. As of this day and time, right, I believe we can still say it. I'm so paranoid because I've spoken so much on Instagram and certain social media platforms that I just default to using euphemisms and allegories and right. metaphors. And like, oh, I can just say that. Okay, got it. The arm poke. The arm poke. <laughs> Fauci ouchie. I like that. One. Right. That's a good one. But it's crazy. And so I have to tell you, um, so I want to get before we get into that, I want to get your perspective on because ironically, what happened today, we weren't even supposed to record today. And it worked no. out. But with Facebook it's going perfect. down, I feel like we need to talk about it. I feel like we, we gotta, have to. We got yeah. it. Now, I do want to ask. How are you feeling? Like, well, we'll get, we'll get into the COVID discussion because I want to know how you beat it and what your treatment protocol was and all these things. But well, no, I'll share. It. I'll tell you that right now. That I mean, this is great, especially for anybody listening who's like terrified of the thing. Um, so here's the thing: number one, definitely don't go to the hospital. Period. Don't do that. Right. Like, um, you're going to be fine. It's an attitude thing more than anything. People would ask me, is it like the nastiest cold you've ever got? It actually wasn't. I had bronchitis and pneumonia at the same time. And that was way worse, <laughs> but it felt like an alien invasion. Like it literally, uh. you can tell that it is not, it's man. Like you can feel that it's man-made. Like it just, the I way that this. it, 
like grimes into you, you're like, ew, gross. Get, get, get it out. Like you can just tell it. It's hard to describe, but like I had symptoms that were so weird that only some like evil creator, like fricking, what is that guy? This dude with the bald head. Um, remember that um, show? Um, the, um, Mike Myers played Mike him. Myers, that guy. Yeah, Dr. Um, evil. Uh, yes. Dr. Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, Austin Powers, but yeah, Dr. Right? Evil. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. Evil sitting over there going like, what can I do to make this like awful? Um, I, I truly believe that it was intentionally designed to weaken us immensely, but not kill us. Um, um, and I said that to somebody earlier today. In fact, I said that those exact words. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because I'm like, I'm the granola person, right? You know, like I eat super healthy. I take my vitamins. I exercise by that. I mean, I'm hiking up at high altitude, you know, nine miles on a Wednesday kind of thing. And this thing brought me to my knees. So, um, but the way that I think it does that is, um, you know, certain viruses like Epstein-Barr, they'll live in, um, in like your thyroid gland that, you know, chicken pox pops up later, shingles, things like that, right? They right. live dormant and our bodies, um, kind of keep them at bay with the knowledge and, 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 uh, antibodies that were formed while we had the virus. And so what I think this thing does is I think that it, so for my research combined with some, um, conspiracy theory kind of mindset happening. I believe that it is actually blocking the receptors that hold those viruses at bay. So you're not actually just getting COVID-19. You're getting COVID-19. You're getting chickenpox. You're getting wow. Epstein-Barr, which is mononucleosis. I think you're mm. getting whatever was lying dormant and on yeah. some level. And whatever they might have shot up in you with the flu shots or any of these exactly. Gardasils or boosters or any of that stuff. And, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense because as these months have transpired, I've been scratching my head like, okay, they said this was a, a upper respiratory disease, but this just doesn't make sense why the symptoms are just so wildly Wide. incongruent. It's like, oh, my ankle hurt. My back broke down. Uh, <laughs> my eyeballs went backwards. I think I got the COVID. I'm like, what? I got long haulers. Like, wait, how to define that? Like, right. Are so you, I, like, how healthy are you not? Okay, got it. So you, you think it's the anti-masker that makes you feel this way. Got it. So at first I thought, well, it's just got to not be a thing. And so anybody with anything has it. You know, that's what I was mm. thinking. And then I started to kind of process this. I'm like, ah, no, I see what's happening. That's why people are getting funky rashes. It's some mild version of the freaking chicken pox they're getting again or something like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, and, and that, and to me... It's the perfect, um, it, it just explains so much. So when you said that it, you can feel the alien invade, like you can feel the foreign nature of this thing. To me, I'll go, okay, now that makes a ton of sense because I had, like, we all know that this whole, like, some guy ate a bat in China narrative is falling apart. Right. <laughs> but then separately, you know, it, Fauci's emails get leaked or not leaked, but released because BuzzFeed apparently asked for it, right? As if that's right. just how. It goes. <laughs> and then we see these emails where there's all kinds of red flags in like several of the emails, right? Not the least of which is him telling his family to use certain treatments that he publicly lambasts and calls unsafe. But then investigation kind of kicks off. 
he the, the whole Rand Paul Congress thing happens and Fauci is, oh, you lie before Congress. OK, and then he gets back with Rand Paul and it's more about the fact that he lied and not the lie itself. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fauci's lied about a ton of stuff. Like, get over that part. Let's let's get to the actual lab funding, because what's happened now is that was what, like July or June. And it's now October and nobody's really gotten any solid lock on what did cause this thing. You ask any scientist or zoologist and they'll tell you zoonotically, zoonotically or whatever, it's pretty much impossible for something to jump two species, one species, much less two species to become right. like this pervasively problematic for humans when it's otherwise right. hadn't been. So, okay. So with that said, and that's pretty much fully understood then how on earth do we explain what happened? Because the whole guy ate a bat in a Chinese wet market story is completely falling apart at this point. So then what is it? Oh, did it leak from a lab? You don't know. Okay. Well, you funded part of this lab, but, but you, you're removing the association or the assertion that the lab that we partially funded in some nebulous way, because here's the thing. If they did fund it, but it had nothing to do with the, 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 virus leak just be like well yeah i mean we funded that was a long time ago it's like yeah no i, t- I talked to that girl but that was before she turned crazy so you can't associate <laughs> me with her craziness just because i said hey to her five years ago right, you know right. I mean? it's like you there's a way to rationally explain it off if it's actually unrelated the problem is literally nobody held his feet to the fire right. on what did happen so right. here we are in October talking about booster shots and vaccine passports. And, you know, you can't, you know, I just saw today you, you have your New York, your baby's in the neonatal intensive care unit in the NICU. The parents can't even get their own baby out unless they prove to the hospital that they've been vaccinated. Now, again, Stop I just it. read that today. I haven't followed up on that. So oh, maybe if your listeners man. hear that, that's not true. Maybe that's not true. But I've seen two separate people say that to me. And, oh, and, and, boy. And, refer that to me and obviously it's clearly where things are headed so i'm just like so then what the heck is it are we really just gonna sit there and be like oh well yeah fauci funded it but uh let's talk about something else like we really not gonna get to the bottom of what this actually is (laughs) and what's even more perplexing to me is how you can gather the evidence put it in the most basic understandable format possible Give it to someone. They're like, no, mm-mm, don't, don't, don't believe that because that's not what CNN is telling me. Right. That's the that's the spell part. That's just. The I feel part. like I, there's two alternate realities happening. I, mean, <laughs> I was sitting at a restaurant, and you know this this group walks in close together with their masks on their face. They sit down at the restaurant. They take it off. They're eating. It's, it's like. Did the, did the COVID go on the timeout and does it know not to drop below the freaking four foot mark here because you're sitting at the table? And then does it say game on when you stand back up because they put their mask back on after they ate to leave? The and restaurant, like, is, that's, it, that gives it away. That To me, that's the like most obvious peek into the lunacy is the restaurant protocol. And I sit there and I'm like, it's got to be two alternate reality. I mean, there's an alternate reality happening because this is not possible (laughs) if you weren't a believer in string theory before then now (laughs) covid has made you a believer in parallel universes multiverse string theory all that stuff (laughs) all of it all of it so yeah when you got sick 
you felt it coming on. You took a test. You do rapid test or PCR. So my situation was a little different. So I knew a family member had it. It was given to my son and I knew. So my son woke up with a fever. We were supposed to go to a birthday party. He, He, I didn't know he had the fever yet. We were supposed to go to a birthday party. We were in the car. And he fell asleep in the car. And whenever he does that, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And so I put my hand over, felt his forehead. I'm like, ooh, he's got a fever. Turned the car around. Mm -hmm. By the time I got home and checked his temperature, um, the family member with it said, I just lost my smell. And I'm like, okay, so this is definitely probably COVID. Here's the thing. I am a mama bear. Right. So there is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to lock my son in a room and hand him little notes under the door. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> not happening. So I'm cuddling with him. I'm, you know, I'm not making any attempts whatsoever to distance myself. And, you know, kids like he'll, he walks through the kitchen and coughs on everything. <laughs> I swear yep. they do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow. Um, so I knew. I knew that, that unless I'd already had it, I was going to get it. Like I, I pretty much knew this. And so, uh, within four days of him having it, I, uh, it started with like, my eyes were just really burning and, Mm -hmm. um, out of an abundance of caution. I, so being a psychotherapist, I'd move my clients to video session. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the day, I was like, Oh man, my eyes are burning. And I thought, Oh, you know, we had the wildfires burning like crazy here. One was, we were on the edge of the evacuation notice. I thought, Oh, it's the wildfire smoke. I'm still kind of being optimistic, you know, and video conferencing all day. I'm just tired. Woke up the next morning and had a headache. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, okay, here we go. Did the podcast with the injected and started to kind of feel a little bit of what I would say is a shortness of breath, but not, (laughs) you know, not like they're describing it. And so being a, pilot we actually Mm -hmm. have a pulse oximeter for Mm -hmm. when we fly up at high altitude so i went to the airplane got got the pulse ox and started checking oxygen levels and that's when i started to know okay this is definitely covid and um just because my sister-in-law is actually an er nurse and i'm like what do i need to do to avoid the hospital right Mm -hmm. you know and she's like well here's what you probably should have at home Mm-hmm. Um, I had already gone at the beginning of the year online to America's frontline doctors and mm-hmm. I'd already ordered the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, and they send you the, the zinc and the D3. Got it. So I'd already had those on hand, but she recommended, you know, look, if you go to the outpatient clinic, you know, they'll swab your nose, do the rapid test on site. They'll prescribe you some things. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, if they don't, tell them you want these things advocate Mm -hmm. for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I went there, you know, at that point had the fever, had the whole nine, um, swabbed the nose, came back. I knew the minute they walked back out with like the full gear, Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going the to the Ebola suits. center, you know. Right. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> straight out of okay. a contagion, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, she comes out with all the plastic on, you know. And uh, she was like, well, you know, we recommend this and this. And basically she was saying, uh, um, you probably shouldn't be driving a car and you should probably be going to the ER. I'm like, okay, well, that's just not an option. So here's <laughs> well, what I'm going to be needing from you. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to need the azithromycin. And that's to avoid the COVID pneumonia. I said, I'm going to be needing the uh, benzotate for the anti-cough. 
I'd like some anti-nausea medication. <laughs> like, I just gave, and I wanted the albuterol inhaler. I just said, these are the things I need. Um, and, and just so that your listeners know, the first thing you mentioned is to um, mitigate not not the um, well. Let me go backwards because remember the, the inhaler is for like breathing ease and to actually open up the airway passages. One of them is for nausea. One of them, um, the erythromycin, is inflammation. Yeah, so it's an antibiotic. For, antibiotic yeah. It, it's the if you basically look if you push through and get up and walk and spend a little time outside soaking up some vitamin D and go throw a load of towels in the dryer and stuff you're not going to have that pooling pneumonia situation happen. Um, but it's, but if it gets to that, you know, mm. the antibiotic is nice. Got it. Yeah. And right. I've been prone to, um, you know, I've had, like I said, pneumonia and bronchitis in the past. So I kind of have been prone to that in the past. Yeah. So I was okay. like, well, I just don't want to have to get myself in a situation where I've got to go to an emergency room. Right. Right. <clears throat> Yeah. And, so, and to be honest, I feel that that is the most responsible way to avoid overcrowding the hospitals. See what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Take, like, I'm glad you explained that because everybody is positioning this vaccination as the only possible way. Period. End right, of conversation no. <laughs> to help stop the overwhelming of the hospital system. So aside from the fact that most hospital systems are not actually overwhelmed, what you just explained is how to take personal responsibility considering your previous medical history and preemptively stock your cabinet with the things that you need should you come into contact with it and then go ahead and live your life as you otherwise would and then when you found it the 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 disease let you know it was there There was no confusion no confusion sprung into action and the hospitals were saved pfizer might have made a few less dollars that month but the hospitals were not overwhelmed yeah, we should probably also talk about the whole leaky RNA thing and the fact that the vaccinated are probably super spreading. But that's for we can get to that after. We'll get there. We'll warm up. We'll, we'll warm up. So and, you know, and the other thing is, since since I was kind of one of the first in the community, um, you know, now people in their 70s, 80s, 90s, people with, uh, you know, high risk immunocompromised, they've all gotten the Delta. They've mm-hmm. all survived it. You know, they've all been fine. Um, and it's, I believe, because they did not go to the hospital, they did not panic. <clears throat> so one of the people in my family was what I would consider kind of a severe to moderate, you know, touch and go kind of a case mm-hmm. um, and came out fine, you know. And I do think that mindset plays a lot into it. 100%. Um, my mom, well, I probably shouldn't say that, so kind of, but uh, <clears throat> You know, my mom's one of those people where it's like, it's either going to kill her or she's going to kick its ass. There's right. no way. Yeah, between. there's no in between. Got it. I like those <laughs> yeah. types of people. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go down swinging or you're going to go down swinging. <laughs> That's just it. Um, so, you know, I mean, I made sure that I was getting up every day and I'm not going to lie. There were some days where I was really bluesy because I was like, I mean, the combination of, being the first and not knowing and mm. all the fear, it does not matter that I've been, you know, um, a proponent for living your life, not in fear, unmasked, et cetera, mm-hmm. for the past two years mm-hmm. and sharing data and statistics and being logical about it. It doesn't matter that because at the end of the day, the mass psychosis that has been perpetuated of fear 
it, Mm -hmm. it hits all of us on some level, even if you were like the strongest human ever, you know? So there were a few moments where, you know, the stories that have bled into my existence or people that have said things to me because of my position on masking and stuff took over like, Oh God, am I going to die? You know, but at the end of the day, my position was, well, at least I didn't waste the last year and my half of my life not enjoying it if I'm going to die from the damn thing. (laughs) Exactly. That's a great point. I got all my miles in. I like 16 (laughs) approaches today. What do you (laughs) know? Right. Um, And I think that comes down to just kind of having some faith and stuff that, Mm -hmm. hey, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, that's a great point because. The, what what you just said speaks really to this idea that humans have evolved or at least been programmed to evolve in this way where we legitimately, A, fear death as if it's like just yeah. the worst. Half these people who die might be like, oh, my gosh, what a relief. The other side is way better than Earth. <laughs> right? We don't know. Nobody <laughs> really don't knows. Know. <laughs> the other half of the equation is how is it that we really think that if it's our time, then we no, it's not my time. Well, all right. The Grim Reaper's here. <laughs> God has spoken. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, Grim. Y'all need to like, you have I got to come another day. I got, yeah, exactly. I got an episode to catch later tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like the audacity. Now, again, right? I'm not somebody who's saying we shouldn't uh, practice obvious self-preservation techniques, but <laughs> it's, it becomes this kind of like, you know, it's a freedom really to say, listen, mm-hmm. I'm okay. If, if it's really my time to go, it's my time and, and, yep. and that's okay. And who knows? It's a flip of the coin at best that it's actually better on the other side. You know what I mean? It's like, right. We have, right. I think they've just created this culture artificially of fear of dying to promote safety i mean they do it across all kinds of other subject matter like uh-huh. adt or sonatrol uh-huh. or cpi right they're constantly showing you commercials uh-huh. of robbers breaking yep. into homes which yep. is not really actually how house robberies usually go it, any cop will tell you most house robberies are people you know like nephews or cousins or strung the out landscaper from, the landscaper exactly <laughs> the guy who was the bug you know terminator guy who came yep. and has already seen the inside of the house right it's not or like the employees of ADT, right? They know how to just disable the thing that would prevent right. them from being seen or that would, that would cause them from being seen. But they sell you that to sell you the illusion of safety as if I really couldn't just come snap your phone cord and then break into the house or just like <laughs> learn the code or get some right. sort of like code hacking. You know what I'm saying? There's right. like 50,000 ways I could bypass a house security thing. And it's the same thing with, this COVID situation, they've got people so afraid of dying from Chinese people falling out in the streets all the way to you're going to murder yep. every grandmother that exists yep. if you walk outside your porch without a mask, <clears throat> only to yeah. sell you the idea of safety in the form of this vaccination. And it's just ludicrous to me because it's kind of like, especially now that all the data's come out about how it does not stop you from catching it or spreading it. Right. <clears throat> and how nope. like and, and 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 we can talk about Israel and you know Malta yeah. and Gibraltar and Seychelles and yeah. Iceland and UK all these countries that are like crazy giving high out on horse their, pills right well the, well 
Yeah, there, then there's that. Then there's that conversation because right. then you've got El Salvador and Japan and Argentina literally giving out ivermectin along yeah. with vitamin D, vitamin C, aspirin, and some things and to zinc. their citizens yeah. on the exact same day that the FDA mocks the idea yep. with a horse, with literally a horse photo on their Instagram and, and Twitter. Oh Did you gosh, see that? Did you see that? that? No. That's when I That's like. Disgusting. I have so few moments where I just throw my hands up and go, "Okay, okay, this is a whole wow. new." But that was one of them. It was like maybe three or four weeks ago now. The FDA on their Twitter, on their Facebook, and on their official Instagram account tweeted a photo of a horse, and the caption was, "You are not a horse. Quit it with the ivermectin." Stop you know it. Yes. And this is like on the little same day that the I Japan like Ministry of Health announces if you're an adult, we're going to ensure that you can get ivermectin. It's right. just like the right. balls that they have that say that, the audacity. I cannot so believe it. Ridiculous. I feel ahead, on some level it's like just wicked. You know it what is. I mean? Like it's to evil. withhold it, is just wicked. Is It's dishonest to say that your product does something that it doesn't do it's right it's disingenuous to say that someone else's product can't help you and yours can't but it is straight up evil to prevent the yep. access to that other product that actually does help while at the same time mocking the product yeah. that helps yep. while at the same time <laughs> administering the product that doesn't help that actually complicates things I mean, and when you say help, I really am talking about help you recover from COVID because as far as I've been able to see vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're, you're, you, you kind of, it's like, there's no, the vaccine doesn't really help you in the ways, any of the ways that we've been told it does in terms of prevention or definitely not. It doesn't make the hospitals any less this or that. Nope. You know, the, you know, there's a whole conversation about what happens at the hospitals that actually uh-huh. does make the situation worse. But it yeah. is evil. Michaela, you're a hundred percent right. This is an evil agenda it's to not only withhold, but to mock. Why? It's and like they could have just not said anything. And it, I would have right. just, I would have right. had one evil eye pointed at them, but now right. I got both eyes looking at them squinting because they mocked it. Well, and Del like, Big Tree talks a lot about that on the the High Wire podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listen to that, but he's done yeah, some yeah. great stuff and even promoting Simone Gold and stuff of America's Frontline. Yeah, but yeah. For me, I had never been as tired as I, so you you know you get a cold, you think okay, it's going to be two to three days. Um, I, I'm going to have one day before, then two to two or three days at home in a real bad kind of case, and then I'm going to be back mm-hmm. at work day four and five. You mm-hmm. you. My experience and everyone that I know that has come into contact with it, it's a solid 10 days of pretty much misery. Mm. And by that, I don't mean you think you're going to die. I just mean you're well aware that you do not, you cannot function at the capacity that you're used to functioning at. Um, You're tired, you know, you're just fatigued. um, You know, the muscle soreness and stuff. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just a grumpy bluesy thing. It's a grumpy bluesy thing, but it's not going to kill you. And you know, it's not going to kill you. It's just going to, be really annoy miserable. you. It's just gonna annoy yes. you for the next nine. Yeah, I couldn't days. get out of the way of myself. <laughs> and you were trying to do stuff. Right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the worst part for me was, um, Day I three. because of, 
the family member situation, right? All that. I, I ended up being home and being one of the first in the community. I ended up to try to be like extra cautious not to spread, et cetera. I ended up being home for about a whole month. And then when I finally went out into the world, I, I felt like I was like, like it was illegal. You know, like I felt like I, I was like looking around, like, does anybody know? Am I getting, <laughs> you know, am I going to get arrested? Is, am I clear? You know, and I was totally clear, but I just felt like I was, shouldn't be allowed in public because of it's against the law now, you know, mm, yes. um, because of the way that you're treated just about it. Um, and so anyway, I went out in, in the public and, um, what I immediately realized was the brain fog was legit. Interesting. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Oh, it's nuts. I mean, it is the weirdest thing. I had been learning a lot of new stuff with my pilot's license and I just absolutely could not grab data, especially if it was newly recent data that I had learned. It's like yeah. a anti-regrade amnesia bug. Yes. Mixed you know in what, code. You know, yes. And you know what it kind of felt like for a, a while after the, the bulk of it was, I don't know if you've ever had a concussion, but you know how when you're reading something, you get tired really quickly or you just kind of towards the end of the day, you kind of have that kind of throbby just doneness. That's what it felt yeah. like. Interesting. But all day. No, just in the evening. Oh, just in the evening. Okay. Yeah, just in the evening. It felt like, okay, my, it was as if my brain was taxed. Like it done all that it could do for the day. Hmm. But it came so, back. It so all came back. Did you have trouble? Like, so you're, you said data, pulling data was tough. Was your speech affected at all? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So no speech, none of that, but just a sense of, um, exhaustion, just being mm-hmm. really tired. And I had some weird dreams and I'm not the only person. I actually mentioned this on my Instagram and I had like, I don't know, 17 people message me that they also had weird dreams during COVID. See, now this is the type of thing I know, you know, this is fascinating. This is what I think is missing the conversation around it, right? This idea that none of us are actually lepers here and right. There's just a tremendous amount that we don't really know yet about what we're really dealing with. So we have to talk about that. That's what scares me. So I, so there, there was twofold. Part of me was like, thank God I finally got this freaking thing. I know what to expect. And now I have superhuman blood. Yay me. But the other part of me was like, but what's in me? But what if it is truly superhuman? (laughs) What if there is an alien? So, but because what's weird is the dreams that I had, I'm not going to lie. I'll be completely transparent. They were alien oriented dreams. If I could even call them dreams, I'm going to say they might've been visits. Um, Nothing weird. Hmm. No, no, you know, weird poles up my butt or anything like that just just yeah no (laughs) violations sexually but just a sense and i was not the only like numerous people messaged me and Hmm. said they had similar dreams wow you know this makes me think okay so i've i've this whole time i've been have a separate mental yellow legal pad in, in my mind about okay well what is it we know it is not we we definitely know what it ain't and that's like everything that they saying but what is it that we're dealing with it's not this guy that ate mm-hmm. a bat in china it's not that. nope 
No. So what is it? And as I've been listening and just kind of gathering more stories, the, I'll, I will say that the dream aspect is one thing that I haven't really heard anybody mention. And granted, maybe you hadn't either until all these people started reaching out to you after your experience. I think but, people are freaked out to mention it. Of course, of course. But multiple people that I know in my extended family friends circle mm. also had these experiences. You know, this this actually this is fascinating to me because I really genuinely like actually think that what we're really talking about here is a bioweapon that has an undisclosed payload and mm-hmm. and and possibly a payload that's different depending on your, your location. I still maintain that they just spray it out over top of people. Yeah. And it's the simple. I mean, I, I do think that there's a um a uh, proximity angle where you can like catch it from an individual. But I almost feel like the catching part is the activation part. Everybody's dealing with the dormant possibility of it. And then uh-huh. you catch the, the relay node from your son's friend or family member, whoever. And then that's what kind of kicks it into gear. I, I just don't know think that it's an accident that our small town like in this area up near Tahoe, all these towns here mm-hmm. all started proliferating with the COVID when the wildfires were happening. I don't think that's an accident. See, there you go. It's like yeah. these types of correlations, they they would love to silence on the internet, but the truth uh-huh. is a correlation doesn't equal causation, but it usually does. It's, it's, it's very often that correlations do lend us insight into causation. And I think that the, I, I just know that, this is ridiculous that an upper respiratory virus that apparently hopped from a bat to a person, I mean, was baked in a lab that might have leaked out. I mean, dot, 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 who really knows can cause everything from, oh, I can't breathe to, oh, I can't think to, oh, my gosh, I'm having alien dreams. Right. To, my back is hurting and I have muscle fatigue. You see what I'm saying? It's just like flus yeah. can cause muscle aches and soreness. And I understand yeah. the physiology behind that. Yeah. But this is extended also, so far past that. This muscle soreness isn't the flu. Like literally the groin pain that I had was reminiscent of childbirth. Oh wow. Not in the extre- not in the extremity of the pain, in mm-hmm. the deepness of it. And Thank women God. will understand that. They'll know that that deep muscular where there you cannot rub it away. God, yeah, there's no yeah. Masa- there's no masseuse in no. the universe capable of getting that. <laughs> No massaging that out. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a very strange request of you. Listen, masseuse, I'm going to lift my leg up here. Just, just work your magic. All right. Just stay away from this area and that area. But I think that I think it's fascinating to me because I just, you know, like I look at this whole thing because the reason part of the reason I like to call my podcast the six foot seven podcast is because I'm always saying we got to take a taller perspective, like literally stand on stilts if you're short and like become six foot seven for a second and look down at the bigger picture from a bird's eye view. And what I see that has happened as far as everything that's transpired from two weeks to slow to spread until now is the establishment (laughs) of a new social protocol. 
period. Most people yeah. have survived. Everyone talk about 600,000 deaths, which we know were not all actual COVID deaths. No, fell off a and, ladder, and, got, right. you know. Exactly. Yeah. Came in there with a, with a, for cancer, happened to test positive off a test that has wildly false positives, mm-hmm. and then you died four months later, and that's considered a COVID death. Yeah. But what I think that has always kind of perplexed me up until this point is, so, What's like, I, I, I remember thinking, I don't think that they're just trying to kill people off necessarily. I no. think that this is about experimentation and uh-huh. policy reformation and, and as a psychosis. Greater, Mass and psychosis, psychosis, correct. And like a psychological operation. But mm-hmm. in order to do that, you have to, people have to feel something, right? If, yeah. if everybody who got COVID was like, I didn't feel anything, their <laughs> narrative would have died. Right. So at least having one out of a hundred people that you know that's like, no, I got it and it was bad is yeah. enough psychologically yep. to be like, okay, well then it's something. And so for yeah. those people, I really try not to be facetious or laugh. Obviously you got it and you felt pretty bad and you're here laughing about it now because it isn't that deadly. It's like, Having right. a concussion is pretty serious, right? We're not all right. wearing football helmets 24-7 so <laughs> we don't get concussions. I mean, right. if we really wanted to ensure that we don't die from a concussion and we don't kill grandma by accident, we should all be in some in some quarterback helmets <laughs> with a shield and everything. But that's impractical, right? So right. I would argue that injecting 7.8 billion people with a toxic computer code is also impractical, but yeah. you know, they've managed to make that as convenient as possible. <laughs> as convenient as yeah. walk to your local Walgreens and just stepping right on up. But I think that the purpose of this was like, listen, everybody's physiology is so different. So whatever we're modifying in this laboratory has got to affect, it's got, we got to toss a couple yeah. of ankle aches and uh-huh. and this and that and taste <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a couple things that's got to be affected for enough people to throw feel it in enough. the cauldron exactly and mix it on <laughs> up and you know person a might feel nothing person b has almost dies from it person c is like right. i lost my taste and smell but nothing else and person yeah. d is like i had my taste and smell but i felt awful for 10 days you know yeah. it, it just is so varied yeah and this is another reason why i'm i'm, I'm trying to bump some sense into the you know i hate using the anti-vax pro-vax title but people who would place this title upon themselves as a pro-vaxxer i'm like listen if we know that this virus in this disease is not a one-size-fits-all thing then how on earth do you really expect this vaccine to be a one-size-fits-all thing like when has that ever applied to any medication in the past ever right all these right. types of thought processes are just out the door and i get it it's because of the fear and the psychology but man, oh man, this is an experiment like I've never seen before. And it to so, me, go ahead. I, I've been doing my own little experiment lately okay. um, out of the goodness of my heart. Right. So I have had it. Um, mm. And now I know people that are actively with it in the past month and a half. And so I told you I've been playing Santa Claus, right? Delivering these little care packages of zincs and Gatorades and pulse oximeters and Ocpuro 2 and just different things, um, hydroxychloroquine, et cetera. And I don't distance. I give them hugs. Granted, I'm not like close to them per se, but there have been a handful. But I'm not making out with them, but a handful of people, you know, were really down in the dumps. So I sat at their home, um, you know, shared a couch space with them Mm -hmm. and conversed with them while they had COVID because I was like, well, let's just see, 
right? Like, let's just see if I get it again. Um, and it's, and it's not like I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I want to take care of my family, friends and neighbors, but I haven't gotten it again. And I keep, I I go down and I do the rapid swab, like just to see, nope, nothing, nothing at all. So there is natural immunity, right? You know, that is a thing, even though they don't want you to think that's a thing. It is a thing. Oh, it's very much a thing. And you're, you're absolutely right. They want, they, they are working, they're bending over backwards and then back forwards and then back backwards again, three times over just to, to limit the conversation of natural immunity, because when you combine that conversation with the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine conversation, then all of a sudden you're in a completely the narrative, shot. Di- the narrative is shot. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And if like the, the, stu- the studies that I've been reading about natural immunity, and it's crazy because these studies, are, there's one from the NIH, there's one from the Lancet, there's one from Nature Magazine, there's one from, I think, either the British Medical Journal or the New England Journal of Medicine that are all saying, and this was back in January of this year, they're all saying, hey, look, natural immunity appears to confer a better and more robust um, protection than vaccinated immunity because you're dealing with the full epitope set. You're dealing with all of the virus, the whole virus or or whatever it is. And you're dealing with your body is being exposed to that in a natural way, not uh, albeit it possibly is a very unnatural thing, but nevertheless, you're, ex- you're experiencing a full range of reactions internally, uh, immune reactions to that and not a uh, limited response based on the computer code of the genomic sequence of just the alpha variant. Right. And, you know, Dr. Peter McCullough, who has been quite outspoken on this, this pretty much this whole pandemic, he, his numbers were like the test that he had seen, you confer about 550 or 500 or so epitopes. You know, are you familiar with what epitopes, immune epitopes are? Yes. But okay. share for the listeners. And Dr. Mercola is amazing, by the way. That's like well, one of Dr. my daily. Well, Dr. Mercola, books. he's awesome. But I meant Dr. Peter McCullough. Oh, so Dr. Okay. Dr. Mercola is also awesome too. Yeah, I like his work. <laughs> but this is Dr. McCullough, and I think that the, the Mercola and M E R C O L A is that's Dr. Mercola. Dr. M C C U L L O U G H is the other is the oh, doctor. I was got it. Of. Okay, he's a doctor out of Texas, I think, at Baylor University. And he has been part of a uh, kind of a frontline crew, if you will, since this beginning. And he's the one that said you get about 500 epitopes from natural exposure to the virus. An epitope, think of it like a, a Polaroid. So when you're actually sick with something, the antibodies are not really what's actively going to battle if you're experiencing this illness for the first time. So I know we all hear a lot about antibodies, antibodies on the TV, but antibodies, while they're very important, they're more like the reinforcement agents that come in for after the the T cells and the lymphocytes have done the real work. And so once the war is done, the T cells are like the frontline warriors and the lymphocytes, these natural killer cells, these are these cells within your immune system that actually actively kill the replication process and suppress the viral uh, virus itself. Then your antibodies come and they say, 
or your body generates antibodies, which are more or less memory memories, exactly of the dead virus. And so the epitopes are the photographs or the snapshots of different angles of this virus so that if a new mutation, a Delta variant, a Lambda variant, a Mu variant comes along as you're sitting on the couch of a community member who you're helping out or you're encountering a family several months later, your body is like, ah, right at the front door. We already know who you are. You're not welcome here anymore. <laughs> you can't and, come in my house. Right. So imagine if every virus is about, and according to Dr. Yeadon, about 99.7, sorry, every variant is about 99.7% identical to the previous iteration of the virus right. so these ep having a, a robust and a and a high number of epitopes gives you a high it's like having a 4k resolution image right. of what this virus looks like 38 right. 40 by 21 6 like tons of pixels to know <laughs> okay this is what this virus really looks like in high resolution the vaccinated the vaccine only generates about 50 epitopes just to the spike. We hear a lot about the spike protein, right. but the spike protein is not the entire virus. It's just right. the outer component, yep. one of the outer components of the virus. So having a limited amount of epitopes leaves you more susceptible for future variations should some of those variations mutate from other parts of the virus, not the spike. Not the well, and I love spike. how they say, you know, trust the science. But not the science that we've had for thousands of years on how the right. you know, basic immune system functions with exactly viruses. not that science, not it's that science. science, the one that has a TM next to it. That's the Anthony Fauci's project. It's his company. Yeah, that's the science we want you to trust. So, so if you're talking 50 epitopes from having been vaccinated versus 500 epitopes from having beat the full blown virus, then what that's saying, what a lot of these studies, some of which were peer reviewed, are suggesting is that, listen, while we're not trying to sit there and tell everybody to go out and just make out with a grocery store cart and hope that you get COVID tomorrow, <laughs> if you happen to be one of the ones who do, you're actually in a better better position to beat this and future versions of this. Right. Should you come in contact with that? And well, that and that's how herd immunity happens. Of course. That's exactly how herd immunity happens. And right. they don't want that conversation because when you pair that conversation with the peer-reviewed evidence to back it up straight from the NIH website, and you pair that with the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, especially all these, you know, randomized control trial. Yeah, yeah. This, this $20 for a whole, like, I saw something just earlier today. A five-day treatment protocol with ivermectin is 24 bucks. A five-day treatment right. protocol with remdesivir is like 2,400 bucks, like 2,400. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and, you, you know, think? hydroxychloroquine, I've taken, every time I've gone to the jungles, that's mm -hmm. been on the, like, here's your little travel kit, you know, list I of stuff that you pop. And there's no side effect. I mean, it's it, it's been used for hundreds of years. Well, maybe not hundreds. I'm going to say, what, 1960 something or. I've heard 60 to 70 years. Yeah. I mean, it might as well. Yeah. Be. In, in COVID clown world, it's <laughs> hundreds right. of years. There's hundreds right. of months. Which hundreds is like years. of years. <laughs> so they want to sit there and be like, we tested it for eight weeks. And so it's safe and effective. And it's like, okay, well, if y'all are really truncating eight years of average vaccine development time into right. eight months, so we can right. do the same thing with hydroxy. It's been around for a millennium at this rate 
You know, what's interesting though, too, is one of the things that we were talking about earlier and I've started to like come to realize trust the science means don't have faith in God. Like, you know, it's really become like on some level, that type of war. It's it, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. It's the perfect, I won't say segue, but it's the perfect new tab to a whole other thought discussion. And that is my complete conviction at this point that they have treated science. They have developed science into a religion and they kind of just didn't tell anybody that. I was like, listen, we're going to make science into like the biggest religion, but we're not going to tell anybody it's a religion. We're going to treat it like a, I don't know, like a a, a field of study. Not that theology isn't a field of study, but we're going to treat it as this other thing, but we're going to model it. As yeah. yes, as a cult, and it's now to the point where I mean, you can take some of these people and put up, you know, a holy book in their face and be like, "Listen, I, I, I would like to challenge your denominational belief about this or that based on this text." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm sure what you're interpreting is wrong because my pastor, priest, or pope says otherwise." And you can do the same thing. Here's literally the NIH putting yeah. out publishing a study that defies the other thing that the dude from the NIH is saying who just <laughs> happens to have personal money involved yeah. in selling you this product and people will be like no 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 that's a conspiracy theory it's like, but yeah said trust the science like what are you talking about here goes the science right here you know no, no, well, no, I can't what that means and then you add the followers right with the purgatory <laughs> and the shame and you have like this perfect yeah that's a great little- point I mean, it's yeah. yeah, like that. You've got you've got an equivalent, you know, shaming, social shaming, an equivalence of purgatory. You have an equivalence of like papal figureheads, right? These people, these epidemiologists. And I always like to ask this question, right? I'm not about knocking anybody's profession. Doesn't matter what you do, unless you're like I don't know, like a, a assassin or something, <laughs> just murder people for money. <laughs> but how is it that? You have an occupation called an epidemiologist, right? Uh, uh, by the virtue of just the etymology of the title alone, right? A doctor, the study of epidemics. But there's not that many epidemics that come around. And when they do, it's not really much that humans intervention does to mitigate those things. Right. You, you know, outside of like simple things like washing your hands and standing apart. You see what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't take our entire field of study <laughs> to, right. to like educate people on that. And I'm thinking epidemiologists, we, we've heard from so many of them this whole pandemic. And I hate even calling it a pandemic because I don't even think that it technically should have been. But whatever. This whole pandemic, right. we've heard from so so many epidemiologists, very few psychologists, very few behavioral psychologists, very right. few economists, very few, you know, holistic practitioners or functional medicine or anything, any of these other more natural ways. But you have this one field of study that's like, but how, how like this is never we've never had a guy eat a bat in China before. So how could you even go to school to study what I do? <laughs> never have thought about this. It's just like, shocking. it's always novel. Yeah. It's just, it's just always a novel thing. We're doing Ebola. There was no like prior Ebola, right? Or swine flu, bird flu, anthrax. There was never an anthrax outbreak before there was the anthrax outbreak, right? When Michael right. Jackson got the letter and he was like, ah, I got anthrax. Right. No, that never happened to baby Michael Jackson or anybody before that. Right. What do you go to school to study, really, at the end of the day? And again, I'm not knocking 
the part of their field of study that I probably am unfamiliar with. I'm just looking at how that whole institution, or at least that whole field of medicine, has completely failed us during this pandemic. And as far as I can tell, all the previous ones, because it wasn't like... Oh man, the swine flu of 2009 broke out, but thanks to the, you know, the ingenuity right. of Anthony Fauci, we all beat it and we had no idea how to do it before he stepped in to tell us based on his epidemiology. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, what do they study? Like, okay, this is what happened in the last pandemic. And right. this is how of you know. 1918. Right, of 100 <laughs> years ago. So the people who happen to survive and the people who happen to write all your medical textbooks are in a position to tell you everything that you need to know to not lend themselves into the perfect position to make more money off of you in the future? Or is it the exact opposite of that? It's just like, what do we really like? They have made this into a religion and they've created this hubris. It's like, the 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 letter jacket of hubris, just a giant H on the jacket. Like, no, I'm right. I'm I'm just accurate because I trust the science. Well, what science exactly? Well, I don't I don't know. I don't don't quote me on. The don't quote science. me on it exactly. I just trust the science. So it's, it's this crazy. blind followership mm-hmm. and of entitled people who virtue signal and then feel you know empowered to snap back at you when you're not doing it right exactly and the sad part is that that half those people are actually like really decent people outside of the context of a crisis right it's like i don't go around and like assuming the worst of everybody and even a lot of these people who are super covid like covid paranoid if you will yeah they're just afraid right so nobody told them like hey listen you can get this pretty cheap stuff from this website and that actually hundreds of people have been using since 1960. And this other thing that's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medications. Yep. And these two things combined with a positive mindset, some vitamin D, and some couple other things that you can either get over the counter will actually mitigate everything that you could possibly be dealing with. Yep. Save for the outliers, right? The immunocompromised or people who have just some sort of odd reaction to it in an unforeseen way. And then the hospital exists for those people if this was a like a legitimately altruistic endeavor, right? And when you, when, when you introduce the fear component, this is when you start to see people turn because you're right. It has created this cult of virtue signaling, but it's almost like, they're being lied to. And I almost like, I, I get frustrated because of how wrong half these people are. But on right. the other end, I try to just find the humanity sometimes when I'm talking or interacting with them. And I'm like, okay, listen, I get it. You were lied to and nobody's told you that you were lied to. And I know it doesn't feel nice to hear somebody like me tell you that you were lied to, but that doesn't change the fact that you were, you were lied, lied to. to. So, well, and if it really to, was, you know, philanthropic, like you said, Walgreens would be giving out little packs of zinc and D and vitamin C, not a jab. Of course. You know, and Anthony Fauci wouldn't be telling his family members to take hydroxychloroquine while mocking it on television. Right. Like, and this is because that was in the email. It's like, does anybody want to, am I the only one who read this one email where he's literally saying, take this drug? (laughs) Like, are you, you mean to tell me that 
nobody wants to ask him why he said this privately, but didn't say this publicly. Oh, I mean, there was the whole thing too with the don't wear the mask. Never mind, wear the mask. You know, I mean, and they can say, well, the information has changed. No, it has not. No, it has not. It has not. And if it had have changed, there's a very honest way that you approach that. Everything he did was dishonest, right? He mocks the idea at first. Well, I don't think anybody should be wearing a mask. I mean, it might give you a sense of protection, but it's not providing (laughs) you the protection people think that it is, right? That's and really then good. it's like, it's like he's, he smoked 15 cigarettes before he had that interview. <laughs> and then he go like a couple months go by and the surgeon general too, right? Yeah, a couple months go by and then it's like, oh no, people should be wearing a mask. And then a few months later, it's like, oh, you should be wearing two. If one works, then two <laughs> should work. So it was like, okay. So, well, why it's did like you comical. say that people shouldn't be wearing a mask? Well, we only said that so that we would not create a surge on the supply so that we so the first responders could have access to it it's like okay so that was a lie so you lie my my favorite was i walked into a restaurant all right it wasn't a restaurant it was a little shop and it had a sign that said if you are fully vaccinated you do not need to wear your mask and then literally a week later it said regardless of vaccination status <laughs> you must wear your mask right it's like, so we, like wow this right. is mind blowing. And and the and the cherry on top is that the mask does nothing. And that's the part. That's the yeah. that's the kicker. It's like I would even like if if we were talking like people following orders from a pretty altruistic municipal branch that actually is looking out for the health and freedom of humanity and they were like listen this is a moving target we don't really know what we're dealing with the mask actually helped but now you can take it off oh wait we found out more information now you have to put it back on and comma semicolon the mask actually helped then i can understand that but we're talking about the fact that these pieces of paper have never helped this entire time it's like how right. many videos do we need to see of people take be inhaling vapor like from vape, a vape can and yeah and just blowing it out every possible direction well not to mention we're forgetting about another key orifice which is your freaking eyeballs your and your ears <laughs> your your mucus right? membrane exactly what about how your about eyes? your skin like I mean, it's just oh. make it's so it's so sad that it's so ridiculous that it's been this long and we still have state i mean you're in california i i was in los angeles i could if i was still in los angeles michaela you would probably be reading about me on the news i would have just slapped somebody by so now and i, I <laughs> we should this is a good segue to the video that's floating on reddit of me getting called a karen oh <laughs> oh i didn't know yeah. about this yeah 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 no this is this is fun this is why i'm not on instagram so this, this is actually crazy so kind of going back to like the purgatory and the shame and and all of this and that um california is brutal it's absolutely mm-hmm. painful um the first time i got called a murderer was um last ah. year making a joke about um I was getting up to go to the bathroom at a restaurant in the Bay Area, and my sister-in-law said, oh, you need your mask. I said, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to use my underwear on the way back. Um, <laughs> I called a murderer for that incident. <laughs> um, and that's when I really started to realize, like, oh, wow, people are – this is pretty intense. Um, and I haven't been quiet. I've stayed vocal. But – um, and however – uh, mom and I and dad and my son went up to, uh, Nevada to the Reno air area a couple weekends ago. We were going for the Reno air races and we checked the hotel prior to everything. And there was nothing that said, you know, 
anything about you can't stay here or anything to that effect. We checked the um, the Nevada County mandate. There's, you know, new new our rights as far as the exemptions were concerned and stuff like that. And I'm legally deaf in one ear, um, it, you know, on record since I was a child kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Um, and hearing impaired is actually on the list. Um, I can hear I can hear kind of like a dog. So I can hear super high pitch and super low. It's very annoying, but nothing in between. Um, so if I want to tune someone out, I just roll the other direction. <laughs> um, that's, that's actually a feature, not a not an illness. <laughs> woman proceeded to say, I'm not checking you in. And that's when it really went south. My mom's like, there's no, there are no hotel rooms in the entire town because Toby Keith and the Reno air races, it's 10 o'clock at night. Um, we just driven two and a half hours to get there. My mom puts the mask on her face and the woman says, I'm not checking you in. And so then I step forward, I start filming, you know, and I'm like, Mm. Hey, um, you know, we know our rights as an American citizen. Um, she says, it's the law. I said, it's absolutely not the law. It might be a mandate, but it is not the law. Um, there are exemptions. I encourage you to get a manager involved. Basically I'm saying, hi, low level employee. I understand that you are just trying to do your job, get someone else. Mm-hmm. So that I don't have to put you in an awkward situation because I'm not driving home. Right. Yeah. Are you there? The signal kind of went and, in. Um, okay. I said, you know, there's a difficult now. I can hear you. It kind of like comes and then it starts getting real digital and then it comes back. Well, I can hear you now. Go ahead. So you okay, say you're not okay. driving back home. Listen, low level employee, I don't want to have to embarrass you. So get, get a manager because we're not driving back home. Exactly. And you know, I know she's just trying to keep her job sure. and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying get someone else who has a little more authority here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I make it very clear that there is an actual medical exemption that we do know our rights, blah, blah, blah. I said to the manager, there's really two options here. You can give us our room key. We will go to our room and stay in our room and then leave early tomorrow morning without bothering anybody. Or you can call your local police because we have rights. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets another manager. They are being like adamant that they are absolutely not going to give us the room key. My mom's getting upset now because she's starting to realize like they're not going to give us the room key. And um, like she had put the mask on though. She has the mask on her face. Yeah. So she like, what was on. their point at this? Just sticking it to them for not having it on to begin with. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She, well, no. Yeah, I guess so. They just didn't like us or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but at that point, it was clear that we weren't getting the room key. So they called the police. Um, the officers come out and I looked at the officers. I said, uh, you know, this is not a law. It's a mandate. We have a medical exemption. Um, my mom obliged and put the mask on as was asked. Um, I know you can't arrest us. So why are you here? And, um, they said, well, we're here to keep the peace, et cetera, et cetera. I said, well, we're, you know, there's a couple things that we want to ensure before we leave the premises. One, we want to make sure that we have not been charged and will not be charged. 
um, late cancel fees or otherwise. And two, um, we want it to be on record that they, you know, denied us service based upon a pre-existing medical condition and they are discriminating against us. And mm-hmm. he says, well, that's on film. You've got that. And it's on the hotel camera. And I said, okay, well, we will go ahead and keep the piece as well. And we will leave at the hotel's request with the fact that they are choosing to discriminate. Mm-hmm. So we leave and I share it on Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy <gasps> crap. I broke the internet. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so I, so we drive back home two and a half hours at that wow. point. We're wiped out. It's one o'clock in the morning. We go to bed. We get up early the next morning. We drive two and a half hours back to Reno for the air races that started at 8 a.m. And we're at the air races all day. I didn't check Instagram at all. Big mistake. Huge. Wow. <laughs> I log in. Oh, my gosh. They had, like, whoever the FBI hires sitting in the basement, right? So this thing started to go viral, and a couple bad things happened that would break the narrative. One, um, we were clearly discriminated against. My mom clearly has a mask on in the video. Two, the police mm-hmm. show up. They don't arrest us. The proof that this is not a law. It's a mandate. Right, exactly. You know, all these different things. Um, they basically started attacking me via my personal website, um, calling me a fucking cunt. They started uh, oh. reaching out to me via, um, I'm a therapist. So they started reaching out to me uh, via various different websites that people can get in touch with me for therapeutic services and said, uh, we're coming after you. We're going to kill you. We're going to take you down. People like you don't deserve to live. I mean, it was insane. I have never seen, and evidently it got screen shared, record and sent on, you know, shared on TikTok and shared on Reddit. And the whole thing was take her down. And I literally, so I'm not a withdraw kind of a person, but after fighting this battle for logic reason and to help people who are completely stricken with fear for the past two years, Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm done. I, you know, if they're going to take it to this level. I'm having to call my local police officer and say, hey, I need a patrol car. <laughs> you know, wow. I'm calling my cousin who does stuff with the dark web, to, you know, asking mm-hmm. him how to change my IP address and shit like that so that mm-hmm. I could. So I went dark. I went dark on everything. Like I just I, I just completely. I just thought through. they should have banned you. I didn't know. Wow. No. Like, I had no idea. This is like, I'm just not hearing about this. this is crazy. Yeah, no. What, I what got, day was this? So it was Reno Air Races Day. So it's like not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. I posted it the Saturday night. I think it was one or two weekend. I mean, definitely not last week, a weekend or two ago. And uh, when I came onto my phone, I mean, it was insane. Like death threats and just wow awful and evidently it's still on reddit and there's still a look at these two karens and you know hindsight's like i said my mom wishes she'd remained a little bit more calm but they called my cell phone i had 87 phone calls they left voicemails um mocking what i had said on the video oh Uh, it was nuts that's awful Man, it's like, and you're like, like, uh, it's like, how on earth do you wish anybody to die? Like, to me, that's like pure evidence of the hypocrisy. 
is that you're mad at her for not putting on something on her face that you're convinced will prevent people from dying from the thing she doesn't technically have while simultaneously telling her that she should die for not putting it. You see what I mean? Well, not to mention, I mean, we, we, we'd all just had negative tests to go to the event, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So there was never any question of anything like that. There was never any other option other than, no, we're not giving you a room key. Wow. That, that, that hotel won't be in business for long. It'll be very, I think it'll be just very karmic how the, 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 um, not the fallout or the flashback. What's the word I'm looking for? The like recompense, if you will. Right. Plays out because for every place like that is a, you know, I just saw this video of this guy who's a gym. He owns a gym. I don't know where it is. It's Ian, Smith. Ian Smith. It's not Ian yeah. Smith. It's a different um okay. gym owner. But but to the same tune as Ian Smith, where he's like, listen, if you're fired from, because he said a guy came in his job uh, in his gym and basically had to cancel his membership because he couldn't afford to pay it because he lost his job because he wouldn't take the vaccine. And he's like, listen, if you are in a position like that, you are welcome at my gym. I'll give you a free membership for as long as wow. you need. Good All right. And so for every person like this hotel in Reno is this guy over here. And I, I think that there's more people like this guy. It's just people are afraid. You have yeah. your couple of, you know, I want to make an example out of you type uh-huh. of institutions, but they, I don't, I, I'm just convinced that they're the minority and I, I truly do have faith in humanity that humanity's good. We're not, you know, humans are not belligerent and evil, really. I mean, we, we're all capable of that, right? But we're capable right. of creativity and love and harmony and music and all kinds of other things too. Yeah. So. It's a percentage game at the end of the day. Like, to what degree is that lady at that front desk really rotten compared to this other guy across town? And so that was the thing is mom got upset because they kept denying her. And so she's getting her emotions are elevated. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and that was the funny thing is they so on some of the things they did, they said, oh, we're reporting you to the state board and the, me um, and you're going to lose your license to do therapy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you do right realize now. that. If anything, uh, this video demonstrates my ability to remain calm in the face of adversity, diversity, and anxiety. Right. Right. It's <laughs> like this video is having That makes me a good therapist. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. That's like the, all the check boxes you need for a good therapist because the other person on the sofa is the one that's unhinged. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but so, but what was really profound to me, I think more than anything through all of it was the, there, the process in which the attacking happened, Mm. it had to be some bots. I mean, there had to be what I think happened is the video started gaining traction and they can't have a video of people standing their ground and not being arrested. Mm -hmm. And so they went full force on it. And I, I, I'm not saying I white flagged because I still stand by the fact that we were legally not in the wrong, but I didn't have the energy. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, you know? Yeah. And you know, more than anything, it's like, listen, I'm trying to help y'all. If y'all don't want to be helped, I'm like, what the heck am I here for? Right. Like the teacher that goes to school 
when none of the kids actually want to listen. It's just like, right. what the heck am I here for? Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, that story, I'm sorry that happened to you, but to be honest, it's probably going to give you some battle scars that will translate into badges later, like pieces of flair on your lapel or whatever, <laughs> because I really think that people are going to start to see like, like I just, I've seen so many people like honestly full transparency admit listen i was one of those mockers at first and then this happened or then that happened or then i mm-hmm. got sick or a loved one did and i saw how they were treated in the hospital or this or that and it really opened my eyes to some things yeah. and i do think it might take the situation getting a bit pricklier before some of those people wake up to that yeah. but you know, I, you know, who knows if you'll ever see that lady in that hotel lobby again, but I guarantee you there's a day in the future where that lady's going to be like, man, I was a douchebag and I should not like this lady was in the right the whole time. And like, I, 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 I'm hoping now I'm not necessarily convinced about this, but I'm really hoping that there is a unraveling of this mask narrative because to me, the masking is is kind of the foundation the the masking and the PCR test are the mm-hmm. foundations of the illusion exactly. because the masking reinforces the idea that we're in a problem when we're not and at the same time it creates a problem that didn't have to be bacterial pneumonia is a thing y'all like it's a real right. thing and it right. definitely feels covidish when you have it and yeah. if you combine that with a PCR test that just happens to be processed at some crazy high cycle threshold yeah. And there's your quote unquote COVID right there, but it's, it has nothing to do with any person you caught it from or nothing. It's everything nope. to do with compliance to liars, like being obedient to people who don't have your best interests at heart. Exactly. And, and the illusion that existed right in front of your face, obvious enough for even a, a pilot and a random video, videographer and music producer to be able to see. But yeah. somehow all these doctors and stuff couldn't see it. Right. And I think that there's hubris baked into the idea that we've idolized positions like doctors. Now, I, I'm not against doctors. I think most people right. who sign up to be doctors want to help people genuinely want to. They yeah. just aren't told, Hey, you're going to school. You, you see that institution? Yeah. The one with the two snakes wrapped around the pole. Yeah. Those are some snakes there. I know <laughs> it seems strange that snakes exist in an institution with snakes wrapped around a pole, but let me break it to you. They're not actually helping you. Right. Create a healthy life for your patients going nope. forward. And then the doctors that do figure that out will all tell you, I, le- I threw away everything I learned in medical school and I had to relearn it all. To do you know, I have never thought about that before. It is two snakes. Yeah. It's like, it's so right in your face. That's like freaking Luciferian. Yes. A hundred percent. It's two snakes wrapped around a pole. It's like, listen, I never come to thought the snakes for help. Now don't <gasps> actually pay too much attention. Yeah. I know that. I know you're afraid of snakes in general. They're poisonous, but not these snakes. Now I know them disappearing wow. technically poisonous to your kidneys, but they don't, don't make that association. They don't even hide that shit. Yeah. They literally just put it right there right in the plain sight. Yeah. And it's the best way to hide it because it plays on. It's like what religions in, in particular cults do. Cults prey on people who really want to honor God the most. You see what I'm saying? It's like wow. these people who are like, 
I want to be a good girl for God. I want to be a good boy for God. Yeah, come over here. Uh, God really wants you to go do this in this private room with this adult. Wow. I mean, that feels off. Well, I know it feels off, but don't ignore that part of your feeling. Sometimes God calls you to do things that are, you know, bold and scary, like David and Goliath. I'm like, okay, I guess. You see what I mean? And they're preying on the innocence of that individual. You know, in a cult, it's obviously much more sinister. But even in some of these larger, more captive, captured religions, they're just doing it through the traditions. It's like, listen, this is just the way that it goes based on how I grew up. So this is what's right. And I try not to single any one of them out because I can probably point to issues with all of them (laughs) for one reason or another. But the people involved and some of the people who are the most captured by them are trying to actually honor God the hardest. You see what I mean? Right. And that's the rub. It's like with this medical thing, half of these actual Karens, the ones that are like the mask Nazis, they're trying to help. They're like, yo, Fauci told me that this piece of paper that comes from China will stop this virus that comes from China. So put it on already. But it doesn't help. Shut up. Yes, it does. Wow. Look at this video of this dude blowing vape smoke through. Like, what? You don't think that your mask is, you think yours is doing something different? I don't know what you mean by that, but just put it on because that dude over there said so. You see what I mean? They're not even doing it because they want to kill people. They're doing it because they want to help people and they've been preyed upon by the sinister. And because most people are not evil and they don't go, you know what? I could fathom evil happening at such a grand scale. Sure. I'll investigate this. Most people don't do that because they don't really have any tangible connection to large scale evil. And and they're not evil themselves. So they don't, you know, they don't let their mind go that that far. Right. Because that's scary. I mean, at the end of the day, we've all kind of become battle hardened to, to the truth. But that is a scary premise. And so I it's like I understand it, but it doesn't make me not frustrated at exactly (laughs) plain sight nature of this thing. Yeah. And here's the extra hidden plain sight. Fauci is the one who wrote the paper on the 1918 swine flu pandemic and what killed the majority of people. So he knows, right? You can claim incompetence for half these subordinates that have just been like, okay, I'm following orders. But this dude co-authored yep. the study that says we determined that 40 something, 40, either 42 or 48 percent, I forget, of people in the 1918 swine flu pandemic died of bacterial pneumonia, not of the actual swine flu. And then separately, it's no, it's no, nobody's confused really as to the fact that holding a wet piece of paper on your face contributes to conditions that could lead to bacterial pneumonia right. in, a, in a much more at a much more increased likelihood than preventing you from spewing or inhaling an aerosol particle that happens to be contaminated with covid while it happens to be up between when you're eating at the restaurant and when you go to the bathroom and come back you see what i mean right. it's like it's, it's very like, discerning it's a highly intelligent virus Right. It's, a, it's a highly skilled. It's very discerning. It's like, how old are you? Okay. No, you're too young. What's your, Sorry. What's your skin type? Oh, that's too no, dark, too no. light. Okay. Wrong blood we're, type too. Exactly. Nope. What's your blood? Oh, pods? Okay. We're not going to go there. Okay. Nope. Exactly. This, this whole thing is very sinister considering that most people in the last pandemic we've ever had died of bacterial pneumonia. Masking brings on 
I can't specifically, I won't say that it brings you bacterial pneumonia, but if you put a piece of paper on your face for the next forever, you will definitely develop pneumonia of some Well, it's like the same reason that women shouldn't wear wet bathing suit bottoms. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, all women know that. People know that. People know you're not supposed to be pregnant and eat shellfish. Right. Exactly. But but never mind this genetic therapeutic. That's a whole. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. You were going to ask a question, by the way, earlier about the things, the events of today. Yes, yes, yes. And so before we do that, the other piece I just wanted to quickly say is that then you add the combined fact that I always get the statistic wrong, but it's roughly eighty six percent or something to that effect of communication is nonverbal. You know. You yeah. add the lack of self-identity that that has been yeah. stripped, um, the ability to recognize people's emotions, smiling, depression, etc. All I mean, these things. All the ability for like too. for for people's identity around child safety and just kind of like children's uh, abuse and kidnapping and stuff like that. Then you're talking about. Oh, I mean, you're right about the nonverbal aspect of communication, but what about the verbal half? I can't right. even hear half of y'all. It's when like, they steal a child in a kidnapping, what do they do? They put their hand around the child's mouth. Right. You know, I exactly. mean, it's like, holy crap. And then, you know, you've got parents getting kicked off of airplanes because their two-year-old won't wear a mask. And it's like, because the two-year-old knows how dumb it is. Right. <laughs> and, and more than anything, it's like. But y'all masks work, right? Everybody else has got one. It works. So this oh, kid fine. is obviously not feeling COVID-ish. Should be okay. Since seeing as how they have a 0.00001% chance of catching it or dying from it. It's like nobody right. wants to think these things through. Nope. And, and the reason, I mean, I understand why is because the second you let a two-year-old do it, then a five-year-old does it, then a 15-year-old does it, then a 25-year-old <laughs> who looks 15 does it. And then it's like... Then it's, then, then there's one outbreak and then there's a, now it's a problem for everybody. Right. So it's just like the, the air that, that, that's made me quite sad to see those parents with those children who've been kicked off of planes or been put on these no fly lists yeah. because their child won't, you know, suffocate for a however many hour flight. Right. It's just like, what are we doing? Did we, it's did, mind did, blowing. Did, did nobody pay attention to the fact that during the Nuremberg trials, all those doctors were like, but, I mean, but like we were just following Do orders. We, we were I mean, told. I fully believe there's going to be a new Nuremberg, and I think that that's part of the, um, part of the plan. I, yeah. I don't know if it'll be called Nuremberg, but I think that this whole everything that we're talking about from the cyber situation from today to all the COVID situation, the vaccine, all of that is one big ecosystem of the same exact push, and part of the plan or part of the i guess goal the end game the modus operandi if you will is to end the economy that exists to create a new one out the order. backs of them exactly and yeah. and for that new world order to really come to fruition the old world old world order has to not only um, die but it has to almost be like ousted. explosive yes explosive and i think yeah. that part of this whole um economic angle of it is is a huge component of it because if people are self-sustainable if people find a way to rally behind their own private businesses yep. and kind of small businesses then that doesn't work in the nope. new world order scenario for them not at so all by creating these fines and mandates and all this stuff so that people 
you know, to the tune that thousands of workers, especially nurses, are willing to leave their jobs because they don't want to take what's being offered. That only creates the shortage that leads to the problem that generates the solution you're going for to begin with. You see what I mean? Right. And then and then when you combine it with the um just the kind of cult angle, like the team team air or team Fauci, you know, team oxygen right. or team death. <laughs> <laughs> team yeah, breathe or team don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Team breathe or teams wheeze. <laughs> then it's like you, 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 it just becomes this whole other beast. And I just am trying to say, listen, we don't have to take this. This new world order is not anything new, if you ask me. And it's definitely not a inevitability. It doesn't have right. to be inevitability. But we all got to somehow figure out how to stop that. Because I was just following orders is not really good enough at the end of the day. Yeah, and ignorance is no longer – you don't it's get to play that enough. card anymore. I mean, right. it's just – you know, you, you and I, I say this a lot on when I was on Instagram. I would say either step up or step out. Like right. you can't you can't be wishy washy anymore. Either you're going to join forces with your local community and whoever is like minded, and you're going to start to create a safety net for yourself, or you're not. Or you're not <laughs> exactly because it's yeah. like the time to be on the fence is way. I was like. 18 months ago. That was March of 2020. Exactly. You had two weeks. Exactly. You had two weeks. And then you had to pick. (laughs) You had a two week buffer. And once they changed the script, now you got to pick sides. Yeah. That was a great point. Man, it's like, and that, like, if we could all flash forward back to that date, this, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a new threat. There's a new, it's the call COVID-19 and mm-hmm. two weeks to slow the spread. And if people could really project what October of 2021 would be like in March of 2020, I don't think we, I think everybody would have been like, yeah, no, thank you. Uh huh. But I was lucky enough. I, I just happened to be following um this cruise ship that was docked in Japan and mm-hmm. this guy that, you know, they were quarantined on there and this guy started, he worked, he had an Orange County newspaper and he started a blog from the boat. And so I was following this end of January, early February, his entire story from being quarantined to getting COVID to being hauled off to the Ebola center in Omaha, Nebraska and the whole thing. So I, I had like an early privy to it. Like I kind of knew early on, um, this isn't lining up, you know, what, what I'm seeing on the news and what this guy's like firsthand experiences is not matching. And there were friends of theirs that were on the boat too. So he was sharing their stories as well. Um, and I followed him for quite some time and then, you know, I'm like, I gave it a fair, I gave it a fair shot to see what would happen. But come April 1st, I was like, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, this ain't it. This uh-uh. ain't cutting it. You know, um, go ahead. So I was just going to say, you know, a big part of all of this has obviously been the technocracy and how mm-hmm. they have puppet mastered with the censorship, what mm-hmm. you can and cannot say and what gets shown and what doesn't. <laughs> I love that. What, what do you think happened today with, with Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp? I mean, all owned by the same company, but other websites had downtime as well from mm-hmm. the down tracker. So... The one thing that I always say regarding, I guess the disclaimer I always give regarding current events is that I generally something. Well, yeah, for sure. Now I'll definitely answer your question, but like 
conventionally, I always usually wait and see what's transpiring because we almost never know enough to really make an educated guess right away. I have my pretty strong hunch as to what, what today was all about. But just like with the colonial pipeline thing of a few months ago, the thing that I thought on day one was not quite what I think now based on several pieces of data coming out around that colonial pipeline situation. So with the Facebook thing, I wake up this morning and, and I, I, have, I always assume it's a red herring too. You know, like I sure, always yeah. assume that, Hey, they're putting that out there to keep your eyes off of what is happening over here. It's always that it's very calculated when yeah. things get released, but I, um, like maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I've been down too many rabbit holes, but at this point, I'm pretty sure nothing trends or is like a national scandal by accident because right. like flukes happen all the time. They're just never national scandals. Right. So the second the news media and all these things are being spoken about and it just kind of overtakes the internet for a day, even when it's like, you know, some two Karens in a hotel in, in Reno. <laughs> I don't think that that's by accident. And I definitely think that bots and, um, kind of like, um, algorithm engineering helps fuel that to a, to a stated end, to a desired mm-hmm. end. So mm-hmm. with this Facebook thing, I guarantee you it was no different. The one thing I know is this. I ha- I started school uh, as a computer science major. And so I've, I've said often quite pervasively through this pandemic, this technocracy is going to slap people silly because nobody really understands tech that much. People right. want to talk about epidemiologists, but this is like computer code being injected yeah. into people's arms. So yeah. like, get me a computer scientist in here before I really have to hear with some <laughs> 78 year old croaking 80 cigarettes a day sounding dude. Before I swallow this RFID chip. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like before I actually swallow this RFID chip or this nanotechnology, I mean, they call it a lipid nanoparticle, but they don't, <laughs> Want right. to actually admit that it's nanotechnology. Containing so, lucifrase. Con- exactly. You know. Containing. Oh, it's just an it's harmless. That, that, that lights up. <laughs> you know, it, it allows us to identify where it's traveling. <laughs> right. Got it. Right. You couldn't call it light juice, or you can call it literally right. anything else. I mean, c- considering the connotations, okay. the obvious connections that would be made. Y'all never really went with that, that name. Your patent has the six 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 in it. Yeah. I mean, we'll just never skip mind. all that. That's just yeah, yeah. Just gloss don't, over don't all pay- that. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's so, it's almost like the in your faceness is both ridiculous and I appreciate that they did it. It's like, okay, thank you. Now I know exactly what I'm dealing with. Uh, There's no question. (laughs) If it was 665, I'd be like, okay, well, Well, maybe this is just a number. Like maybe this isn't coming up. Maybe this is exactly. (laughs) Maybe I'll wait for the next one. Maybe this one's fine. I'll just not get the next (laughs) one. But it's like, y'all straight up told me exactly what not to get. Thank you for that. (laughs) But I think that this fit like, so I woke up today and I had probably three or four text messages. My brother had called me. My brother's really big on Twitter. I'm not, I have Twitter. I just, I find it exhausting. So I don't get on it that much, but I will hop on and just look at this or that. And I very seldom tweet or, or contribute to the conversation on Twitter, but my brother's on Twitter quite regularly. So he's the one who saw that there was an outage at Facebook before I really had the time to get up. Now I, I I'm very much all or none with my social media time these days. I either like 
I'm on it and I'm just doing a zillion things and trying to get all these messages. Or I literally don't open the app and I put my phone on the other side of the room because it just consumes a tremendous amount of time. So when I wake up, I usually don't hop on right away. So I didn't even know about it until like the afternoon. And I got three or four people messaging me, some of whom are pretty big followers, some of whom have a pretty big following on Instagram who I've befriended. And they're like, yo, what are your thoughts on this thing? And I'm like, huh, what, what, what's happening? So I had to kind of educate myself on what was going down. And all I saw, and the person was sending me, you know, the, the, it's not just that the, um, Facebook DNS servers are, are gone is that their 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 what's called their a record or their name server record which is kind of the um digital is the numerical uh reflection or representation of what facebook.com is on the dns server end so when you type facebook.com for example that goes from your browser to your computer to the router in your house to the internet relay in your neighborhood to the nearest DNS server and every city and at least these major locations have them. And a DNS server, is, I forget what it stands for, but basically it keeps a record of Facebook.com is these IP addresses and Facebook, because it's such a huge and massive site, it will have several associated IPs and the DNS records or the name records or the name server records, all, all different things that kind of more or less relate to the same function or how the internet then propagates connecting your request to pull up facebook.com. It connects it with this IP address. And then that IP address is pinged and says, Hey, a new user at this other IP address wants you to send them their homepage. Here's their login credentials. And then Facebook will have, one of a billion servers respond to that and then send you your homepage so that when you hit facebook.com hit enter within two seconds, all that's happened. And now you have the data on your computer, on your screen. So when the person was posting that their name server records, their a records and their DNS records have been deleted. I was like, yo, that's, this is true. That's like really bad. Yeah. Like that's like, and I have a buddy, one of my best friends growing up who is a very, highly credentialed IT in a web coding developer. And he deals with like major websites of major, major, major institutions. And he's all the time dealing with DNS servers and stuff like that. And yeah, so I reached out and I was like, Hey, and whatever. Yeah, exactly. And but so I a said, deletion, hey. I mean, you can't get that back. Well, even if you have some redundancy, you can't, not- so this, this is what I've learned. So you can't get, you, you can't get, server deletion back but what you can get back is the dns record and like i thought there would be backups of all this stuff same thing with the colonial pipeline issue i'm like they they're not just gonna leave their whole like if this pipeline really serves up fuel for the whole eastern seaboard or east coast there's like whole positions that of multiple people that just do fail safes and backups right. so that they they're don't not going to leave that. themselves exposed. Exactly. Yeah. And Facebook will be no different. It's like if your company is large as Facebook, you have backups on backups. You do daily, you probably do hourly backups of, of these types of records. Maybe even faster than that. Probably. So when that, when I noticed that their DNS records had been deleted and, and to that tune, somebody posted, look, if you go and do a who is search on facebook.com, it'll tell you this domain is up for sale, <laughs> which oh, is, which, wow. which if, 
if that was true, I did see that, but I didn't actually investigate that on myself. But if that was actually happening earlier today, then that is a indication of a pretty big problem. However, it's back on like Instagram works now. It was down for about okay. eight hours. Okay. So what I realized at this time, the first thing that came to mind was cyber polygon. This is a test for cyber polygon. It, it just is because there's no reason for this. There's no reason that Earl in IT leaned on the button and accidentally deleted the thing. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just like that doesn't happen. <laughs> and I'm sure Facebook and a, and a and a product of that scale has. Damn it, Earl! I know, right? Earl with the donuts. It's like I'm just listen. dying with that imagery. <laughs> he just it fell asleep on the, wrong, on the, the delete button, and now nobody in the world who uses WhatsApp can actually talk to their family. <laughs> It's just like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Earl in IT. So what was it? Right. So then the question becomes, how does this, how does something like this happen? And this is where I still, I'm like, as the days move forward, more information will come out. But the reason why Cyber Polygon first popped into my head is because this is all right around the time when I'm pretty sure they'd be expecting to roll this out. Are you familiar with what Cyber Polygon is? No, I was sitting here hoping you were going to explain it. Yes. I feel like okay. I should be privy. Well, sure. Yeah, well, I'll let you in on a scoop. So so are you familiar with Event 201? Yes. Okay, Cyber Polygon. And Agenda been... 21 and The Great Reset, exactly. all linked okay. together. Exactly. So Cyber Polygon is the digital equivalent to Event 201. Got so it. Event 201, for any listener who doesn't know what that is, was a practice exercise that was conducted in October of 2019 about how, how quote unquote, how we would react in the event of a hypothetical coronavirus pandemic, right? Before anybody <laughs> heard of coronavirus. And it's like a 26-page document that clearly outlines the response. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's it was a it's a website you can still go there right now event two hundred one I think it's just event two hundred one dot com, but it they they had a whole like three or four day exercise that involved the Chinese CDC the American CDC the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The I World feel Economy. like Fauci's wife was up in there too. Probably, probably, because yeah. you know she's the one really wearing the pants. Yeah. It's always like that. It's these crazy witches that be standing behind these dudes who just. <laughs> I'm just doing what my wife wants me to do because she'll put a hex on me. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's and the one with the cauldron. <laughs> exactly. She's got the elixir. He's just like, that's why my voice. I don't actually smoke cigarettes. And then he just, uh, she pokes the little needle in the doll. Right. And he does like, it. Ah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's how it probably really actually works. And so event 201 was an event that basically outlined exactly what's transpired over the last two years. And it was like a 10 day or something like that event based on a 20 something page kind of PDF presentation thing that they drafted up and they ran it like an exercise and they filmed it. And then they put it on the internet for people to see D the operation dark winter was the same thing back in, I want to say 2001 uh, Jade Helm happened in 2015. All these are kind of military exercises and drills for how to respond to different crisis scenarios. And so they cyber foreshadow a lot too. They foreshadow yes. in the news. You see, they start to say things like, that's funny. Uh, you know, they were doing something with the mumps and the measles and the polio the other day. And I was like, oh, so we can mm -hmm. expect to see that soon. 
exactly. You, they, they do a ton of foreshadowing because they really are doing like idea see. It's like Inception. The foreshadowing is really Inception. If you've ever seen that movie Inception, the whole premise of it is dropping an idea in someone's mind mm-hmm. to get them to make a decision that they mm-hmm. think is an original decision that right. they thought of. Well, really, it was placed and it was planted. planted. Correct. So all half this predictive programming is like Inception, like long game Inception, where they're saying, listen, we're going to talk about EMPs. You've probably never heard of an electromagnetic pulse, but we're going to talk about that on the news. And then we're going to switch it back up to talk about something else. And we're going to so, talk yeah. about chocolate milk and the effects it has on diabetes. And- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then five years later, when something right. digital happens, you're like maybe it's an EMP. And you really think that you thought that. And they're like, no, we planted that in your head five years ago, right on cue. And mostly it's because most people don't have another thing to fill with that pot. Like what, like when it comes to what, if there was a big power outage, they've done so much seeding of the idea of an EMP that the first thing people would think about is, is this an EMP? Did an EMP strike the Facebook service? And they think that that's an original thought, but most of these people didn't even know what an EMP was until some predictive programming, whether from movie or from when CNN was talking about that a couple of years back mentioned it to them right it's not a thing that you just learn about in elementary school no <laughs> so cyber polygon is the digital equivalent of event 201 so we wow. we're all familiar with our our, our famous our, our favorite dracula in chief uh, klaus schwab at the world economic forum yeah who talks like this and even if he's <laughs> telling he could be reading the phone book all right he'll be like ah kill it what is it <laughs> I'm like what? Who and does he have minions? He he has to have minions. You can't have minions talking like that. I ask my minion. Like it just sounds like even when he's like they're yellow and wear big goggles. They might be at this point. Like they really might be. Like they all have jaundice. <laughs> they all have bad vision. <laughs> so I think that. In the the cyber polygon event which happened in july of 2021 it was earlier this year in july it's it's right on their website cyberpolygon.com and it more or less was a very similar event to event 201 but what klaus schwab has said many times he said this maybe three or four times last year and once or twice this year that i've seen is quote we are on what how did he say it he said the next great threat facing our world is a cyber pandemic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's compared it to COVID. He's like a COVID like cyber pandemic Wow, that the world has that we need to be prepared to fight against. And that's part of what this great re it folds right into the great reset thing. So then the cyber pandemic or cyber polygon event happens in 2009 and their war gaming or their practice strategy is all around a virus that it, that overtakes certain servers and causes a tremendous outage for large chunks of the internet. Wow. Where services like your Visa, like your, you know, like like half of these services that people literally rely on to just go to the grocery store and buy food and just random things like that oh stop boy. working. And oh so boy. when people when he when he said that like four or five times last year, a cyber pandemic we're like, what? Who is he? Like, he's never talked about technology whatsoever. And now right. he's like predicting a cyber pandemic like he's the next Anthony Fauci. And right. 
this got all the people who were halfway up on event 201 to be like, well, all right, here we go with the cyber attack because there's there the internet and the way TCP IP um, internet protocol, protocol basically yeah. is set up is there's fail safes, there's checks and balances, and they kind of built it. It's like saying the World Trade Centers were literally built to withstand airplanes hitting them. So nobody wants to really ask the question why airplanes were the thing that managed to right. knock them down when that was the whole purpose of their design. The internet right. is built that same way. These backups and these server backups, these are built so that if one DNS server is broken, the the way that these things propagate is that you you the the routing just routes to a different DNS server. So right, there's you. no centralized right. That's exactly. the whole. That's how it got the term web to begin. Exactly, with. exactly. Right. Spider web doesn't have one angle from to get from one side. Right. One piece of silk that came off the spider's butt isn't the only way to get from <laughs> one end of the web to the next. Right. So maybe you hit enter on Facebook.com and it takes an extra second to load because the it's got to go down a different head. spider web exactly, trail. Exactly. Yeah. So when all this happened, I just couldn't help but think. This is a test. I don't think this is a full cyber polygon kickoff, but this is a test because I, I've been maintaining ever since I heard him say that, that they're just going to shut it down. And when it comes back up, it's going to be a whole new set of rules and they're going to leave it off long enough for nobody to really have solid answers as to what and why all of it, right. it's just going to be like, this is the way it has to be now because of X, Y, or Z. And right. I think that they're going to institute like permissions for people to be able to post. It's like, oh, you know, Facebook had a breach and X, Y, and Z happened. So therefore, therefore, exactly. This is the new rules now. And that's part of this great reset and part wow. of this order. But to do it, they have to maintain, create a problem and then offer the solution. Exactly. And more than anything, they have to make make very 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 sure that they don't ever tip the hat that they created the problem because that would it. break the whole thing so you can you know this is why i think the fauci's of the world never have to really answer about the origins of the covid thing because all it, people wouldn't even have to look at any peer-reviewed study no spike protein tight cytotoxicity breakdown none of that stuff if you really got wind that like yo, know, this this brother found you like funded the creation of this. That would break. You see what I mean? Yeah. So this is why I think they have allowed for the, like not many people to really know how tech and technology really works because right. to form a technocracy around a bunch of people who don't really know how the iPad or iPhone in their hand actually work. You've got to have some useful. naivety. Yeah, exactly. The second people know oh, I can just do this or this or this. Oh, I don't want them to track me. I can open my phone up and just disable the physical antenna that connects to this part of the control. Oh, great. I'll do that. That right. moves their eyeballs. That gives, that limits them, if you will. Did you ever see the movie Sneakers with Robert Redford? Mm-mm. Sneak. Oh, I it is. You gotta watch that movie. It is so good, but it's basically a bunch of these computer geeks, but before like the era of Facebook. And, um, oh man, it is so good. I mean, you just have to watch it. I won't even give it away, but it's, it's amazing what they do. I feel like everybody needs one of the guys from sneakers in their back pocket, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. But this is like having 
a computer geek friend in this time is probably helpful because what they'll be able to tell you, which is what I was trying to kind of, I, I conveyed this information to certain people because I did see some headlines today that were like, yo, Facebook and Internet's DNS records are gone. They could be permanently deleted for good. It's like, well, hold on now. That's not exactly how it works because the the DNS records are not equivalent to the actual archive servers. So when you're talking like, like, like if you were to, like, I guess when, once you deactivated your Instagram account, it always says deactivate, permanently deactivate, meaning temporarily, oh, or do you want the shit wiped out? Exactly. But yeah. they, you know, that, you know, the government, they're not going to delete nothing. They just, okay, no, okay, no. we'll just, we'll just turn it off. We'll, we'll remove everybody else's access from seeing it. Yeah. But when they do that, those are stored on several servers. I know one of which is in Utah, but they're kind of all over. I know Facebook and uh, iCloud have servers in North Carolina that serve up some of their Eastern data. It's like a big data center in a random city well, in North they've Carolina. Got, they've got these TFRs over these mountains down near Texas and New Mexico and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, what? Why is there a permanent flight restriction around those mountains unless you're hiding something in like right. the mountains? You know, I mean, they've got oh, yeah. stuff. You no, know they do. They, 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 there's all kinds of stuff. They're, they're, they hide. Yeah. There's just a tremendous amount that the tech endeavor is doing um, uh-huh. clandestinely. Well, and, and you think it's so innocent. So I can keep in touch with my cousin over in, you know, wherever and she posts pictures of her pregnancy or what. It's like, come on. Right. Like, uh, come really, on they're sucking you into this hole of distraction so that you can't see what they're really doing. Right. And right. it's working. And, and it's working. And part of that is a what I call synthetic omniscience. And synthetic omnipresence because if you're really trying to like convince everybody that you're god and you've halfway done that in terms of this yeah. scientific cult yeah you can't really be god if you don't know where and what is going on so right. they synthesize it through technology surveillance and yeah. through you know having the fact that most people's iphones since 2010 was tracking every step they took what altitude how i mean if you go into the heart is beating yeah how your heart is beating all that stuff and uh, then the crazy Apple Watch. Is there's some funky thing on my router it says uh it says uh Hanmei or something i'm looking it up and it's tied to huawei which is this big espionage like thing yeah. that's come out i mean they, they've been spying on us forever my sister-in-law yeah. joked with me today i said they, you know i said they're spying on me she says you sound like papa <laughs> well mm-hmm. i don't think papa's wrong <laughs> Right, exactly. I would agree with him. Right, exactly. And, you know, the older generation had something that, you know, is getting lost over time, this intuition Mm -hmm. that just is waning as as time goes forward. So I really find old people and, like, the elderly very insightful in these ways. I mean, Papa keeps a, you know, truck without a brain box hidden from the government because he knows that that's... It's yeah, Papa and Papa gonna be the one everybody go run to the second they <laughs> hit that switch. <laughs> exactly, the second that Facebook go down for good, it's not just an eight-hour thing. You are gonna be running uh-uh. straight to Papa, like Papa, you got some food, Papa. And then they <laughs> flip that switch in your truck, and your truck isn't working anymore. Yep. <laughs> like, so yeah. I really think that this. I think that the events of today were about beginning the general confusion around 
the internet outage because mm-hmm. I think, and I've always, and my time frames are always maybe on, maybe off because timing is one of those things that I've just learned. You can't really nail down. What we're in is an active war, right? We're fighting against an active enemy yeah. in this way. And yeah. so if we, the people react, then they, the overlords react. And so what right. we think might happen at this minute in the fourth quarter doesn't happen until this later minute in the fourth quarter or to overtime. And people were like, well, you said they were going to, you said they were going to go by two points at the five minute mark. It's like, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. You (laughs) know what repeatedly surprises me too is like last year I started saying to the moms in my circle, you know, hey, they're not going to undo the mask mandates and the jab is coming and that's going to be required to, no, they would never do that. And I said, we need to start a school. Um, you know, and start figuring out how each of us can contribute a day to teach the kids and this, oh, no, no, they don't want to change their lifestyles. They don't want to do anything until they're caught with their pants down around their ankles. And now they're saying, what, I need to find childcare for my kid because I'm not going to, you know, mandate them. I'm not getting the vaccine. And this is like, well, you had a year and a half. I've been telling right. you. you know? exactly, exactly. And that's the same thing with social media. Nobody wants to give it up and go live an Amish lifestyle. Right. You know? or, or at the very least, live an Amish lifestyle that also uses social media so that the second is broke, then you have your Amish lifestyle. <laughs> right. And you know how to communicate without your phone. Right. right. Exactly. And that's what's going to that's what's going to get a lot of people, because WhatsApp is a Facebook product. And there's so many people I know who exclusively use WhatsApp as their communication, particularly overseas. It's not so much an American phenomenon. Right. Have friends I talked to in Africa and another friend. I talked to in the UK uh-huh. and that's their primary. They use WhatsApp, like iMessage. Yes. And people who speak with their family internationally often use WhatsApp as opposed to, you know, dealing with international text message rates and phone calls, which still do cost a little something. Right. So the second international communication off of one of the primary communication platforms is just down, even if it's for, for a day. That's a problem. Yep. That's a big problem. Huge. And I, I think that it's going to catch a lot of people slipping, but I think that what they do is that they test everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is a, is a soft pedal. Let's see first. how people react. We'll exactly. see what happens. Yeah. And I think that what we saw today was just that. And I, I just could like the first thing that came to my mind was the cyber polygon thing. And I think that we will see some sort of, um, additional outage in the future i mean they basically said it and the cyber polygon event predicted it a la to uh, event 201 so it's it's coming the question is just when the first thought i had was oh cool maybe my karen video got deleted (laughs) and here's the thing i think with that like i just have this hunch that what they're going to do is they're going to claim that some server compromise virus whatever happened maybe they'll call it russian maybe they'll call it chinese who knows but that some sort of breach happened and access to your content is now going to be based on paying to play and say and think about the iCloud data because that's the thing that's going to get a lot of people they gave all y'all the newest fanciest phone it's got an eight thousand megapixel camera that you can't fit mm-hmm. all those photos on your phone nope. so now you pay your little ten dollars or two dollars a month for the bigger iCloud wow. storage right up until the iCloud servers go down or you there's know a breach what's interesting too is i can't even figure out how to access my mac photo library without 
it, it's wild. I tried to, I used to have windows, you know, and they were all there and I have them on backup thumb drives and stuff. But now the time machine runs mm-hmm. and you've got to have their compatibility to be able to even view the photos. It's really interesting. It is. I can teach you how, cause I used to work for Apple. So I know how to hack everything. <laughs> Apple But you're right. The average person doesn't know this. The average person, if you say, Hey, tomorrow, you have one day to get all your favorite kids photos into some physical medium they'd sit there with their thumb up their butt for a day right right they don't know how to do it and and, and i don't even blame them because i'm like a tech person and i'd be like now how do you do this like the new iCloud it's confusing it's confusing and they've kind of made it convoluted and they just want everybody to just allow everything to be uploaded to the cloud and we'll give you a reflection of it on your phone right well, up until the willingly power. subscribe to like facial recognition. They're like, Hey, tell me who this is. Is this your brother? Is this right. so-and-so from your contacts? You're like, yes, yes, yes. yes Those are yes, all the same person. And they're right. like, thank you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now you can never use that feature, but we, we know it. It's like but they, we they know give, who so-and-so they is. Facial, they give you that facial option so that at any point you can go into your photos app and click people, and then you can see the photos of all the people you want. But the problem is like one or zero percent of people actually do that. Right. You just pretty much scroll and you look for the most recent ones. Right. Go from or backwards. And, but at the same time, the AI and the neural engines uh-huh. and the, Facial recognition algorithms are gaining strength by the day, by every yep. confirmation, by every, yes, that's Uncle Larry, every, yep. every confirmation in that way. But and I the, have Uncle Larry's birthday stored in my contact for him and his right? phone number and his street address. address. So Exactly, exactly. And Uncle Larry happened to vote this way and Uncle Larry put yeah, Uncle I got vaccinated got a sticker. Yeah, on in this picture. Exactly, and Uncle exactly, <laughs> exactly. Wow. And so you're dealing with trying to ra- trying to control seven point almost eight billion people is not easy and so a lot of it has been deferred to ai and to, well and deferred to you to willingly give right. them the information i mean and uh, you uh, you know those uh terms and eulas and stuff it's like it's a hundred pages you scroll through right. you click up you accept sure you, right. you know i mean Never mind that they said, hey, we're going to take Uncle Larry's information and we're going to, you know, link it to all this other stuff. And And you just said, okay. Yeah. Yeah, You just agreed. Yeah. And and they have you agree with every new. Oh, can we look through your contact list? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. 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 I want to use that. Send us data on your location. Yeah. You want to use this app? We're going to track you across other apps too. Mm -hmm. Your eye beacon, all, all this stuff. Right. So I just look at it like. People have to get wise to the lies and to the tricks. And I'm not saying be fearful of electronics. I'm just saying ignorance is no longer acceptable. It's not acceptable anymore. Yeah. And, and more than anything for your kids sake. Right. Because what are you going to do when your kids are like, mom, why are we here in this FEMA camp? Well, I, nobody told me that right. my phone was listening to everything i was saying in that one time that i spoke bad about <laughs> the government yeah uh, it heard me and it put me on a list and if you know nobody is going to like our children's generation is gonna be kind of sol if yeah. we don't step up to mitigate the the, the tentacles that are being foisted into humanity right now. That's exactly what I've told my son too. I've said, you know, I know this is hard for you when mom stands up for your freedom, 
but it's because if they take me down, I want you to know I stood for your freedom. Right. You know, and I'd rather be on this side of it. I'd rather right. be on the side that he saw and knows like, hey, yeah. if the world looks like that, it wasn't because my mom sat idly by. Right. And it, it definitely wasn't because yeah. she was one of the ones screaming to make it like that. Cause that would right. just be the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want to be and on I, the right side of the Karen video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that, I think that that will mean a lot for children going forward. No matter how this, the, once the dust settles, if it ever settles, what, what that looks like, it's going to mean a lot that our children see us standing up for what we believe and standing up for freedom and for other people who, who, you know, don't necessarily know what we know data wise at the moment, but whose lives will be affected by this data, you yeah. know, going forward by the two snakes wrapped around the pole. Gosh. So I just, you know, I'm at this point where I'm like, how can we help? You know, what can I do to help people? And this is why we've started shifting a little bit of our social media approach to less talking about the data, the, the actual studies and the things, because at this point, it's like if, if we all wait on October 21st and nobody's really broke it down to you that you've been lied to, if, if your spidey senses and your spiritual intuition hasn't been alarming you since about a year and a half ago now, then yeah. I don't really have anything to say that's going to change. Can't add anything. That. Yeah. I can't add anything. What I can do is I can inject some joy into the conversation and some laughter and some yeah. some you know preparedness tips and some you know covid protocol I, treatments yeah, and just uh, and some options I, I think even too empowering people who are um you know that have awakened or whatever term we want to use empowering them that like hey you're not alone there's other people out there and you know, you can also go forth in your community and be a friend to the person that has COVID. You can also go right. out into your community right. and right. yeah, exactly. And that I think helps and that makes a difference. And it might just be in one person, like that person you went and met and you sat on their couch and talked to. Now when they recover, they're going to go help some people and they're not going to be afraid to sit on the sofa of that person that they're helping and yeah. talk things through. And that's like, going to spawn into 50 people and all you had to do is just not be afraid to go talk to the one person right. in your community. And so I think it does help. And this is why I think they push so hard and they want to make such a giant psychology, psychological kind of example out of the quote unquote anti-vaxxer because right. the anti-vaxxer is really just the pro freedom individual, like the right. anti-tyranny individual. It's not about right. the vaccine. Like everybody right. should know by now that nobody's really an anti-vaxxer in general. You want to come right. out with something that's truly safe and effective. Everybody would take it. Water is yeah. safe and effective. Or you if you to want to be the guinea pig, by all means, I'm going to hang out in the control group. Right. Exactly. I'll be in the control group. <laughs> what, what I mean is that if there is ever a, a title that's a misnomer, it's an, it's, it's, it's the anti-vax title. Because right. almost everybody that I know who they call anti-vax has had all their vaccines. Has right? been vaccinated. vaccinated. And to go to foreign countries with way more crap that I could even list. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I had to, I mean, I don't know how many I had to get just to go to Africa when I went. Right. Oh, Africa. Okay. I bet. Yeah. yeah that's how it was in the jungles. The so and who knows it's what not, else. It's not about 
anti-vax. It's, it's too limited of a term because that term has become emotionally charged. All you have to do is say anti and the second you go to say <laughs> person's emotions are already at full 100%. Their whole face shifts. Their whole face shifts. And that's part of the sorcery and the psychology because yeah. how are you going to really call this lady who took Moderna and, and had a bad experience from an anti-vaxxer she's had literally all the vaccines she's had offered to her her whole life and the covid one and now she's an anti-vaxxer because she's telling people listen this this it hurt me i took what y'all are telling me to take and i got injured by it and so i want to make other people aware that this injury is a possibility oh you're an anti-vaxxer it's like okay are we really out here in second grade? Like, is this right. really a second grade thing? Where we're just going to just call people names and not actually have any juice behind what, like, why we're calling them that? Right. I, you know, it's ridiculous, but I try to, I'm always telling people, I don't even, I don't ever call myself an anti-vaxxer, although you'll never see me be taking this COVID vaccine because I don't sit and put the hat on with a title or a logo on that hat that my enemy coined as a specific psychological tool to destroy my life, sorry, to destroy my credibility in the eyes of my friends and family. Right. It's like, you, I understand when people say I'm a proud anti-vaxxer, I, I, you know, whatever. I don't like using that term because these, no, none of us, none of the people who are against this vaccination came up with that term. That's no. a, you know, yeah. Have a stock institute or something like yep. that, you know, creation where they're like, okay, we can psychologically manipulate yep. a whole group of people by coining a phrase that's not even really representative of the people we're giving that title to. But nevertheless, we can inject emotion and misinformation into what people think about those who claim to be that title. And that's sufficient. And then the other, the people on the other half of the argument would just walk right in and be like, yep, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm like, what? Come on, don't, don't say that. Like, you're not like every time you say that right. word, it works against all of us. Like, right. Never use that word if you don't absolutely have to. Yep. Because yep. it's only, it's not created. It's not an organically created thing. Right. I mean, same thing with pro-vaxxer, right? I'm pretty sure if you're for the COVID vaccine and then they come up with another vaccine that's made of straight mercury, you're like, well, okay, not this one. <laughs> Don't take I'm this not so one. pro on this one. Right. It's like you can't just – and I think, too, by coining that term, what it did is it subconsciously – connected the covid vaccine with every previous every vaccine. other vaccine exactly and like scientifically there nothing could be further from the truth it would be like me taking right. a rocket like a literal space rocket and strapping it to a radio flyer wagon and calling that a car or right. an automobile right it's and like, as well, long as yeah. we're even talking vaccines i mean it's the two, the primary two, you know, aside from the Johnson and Johnson one, they're not even vaccines. Right. You know, right. They're not I mean, technically vaccines. The way that Robert Malone, the guy who invented the actual mRNA vaccine um, protocol, if you will, the way he phrased it was it's gene therapy technology applied right. to the concept of vaccination. Exactly. And I, that's a very fair way to put it, I think. Yeah. Because it's like, listen, vaccination is about the process of trying to prevent a full-blown illness by introducing a 
limited version of that illness to your body beforehand. That is general premise of vaccination. This is not doing it in any traditional way. Uh So just like a a rocket strapped to a radio flyer wagon is not transporting you in any traditional way to the grocery store. Technically, if you want to get semantic about it, it could be considered an automobile. But to say that, and she's like, no, this is an automobile. Like, what do you mean? This is like, oh, how dare you suggest this isn't an automobile? You're anti-science. It's like, well, hold on. <laughs> You're it's anti-rocket a rocket. Exactly. You're having a rocket to a, to a kid's radio flyer wagon. Like, come on, man. Like, have you, have you tested this thing? I mean, we've been working on it for 10 years. Yeah, and it's failed every time. So have you tested it? We tested it for a few weeks. Well, you tested all the other ones for eight months and look at all the wake of damage that those things are caused. We had a handful of good outcomes and never mind that it's only a half a mile to walk to the grocery store. Never mind that. This is the best mode of transport. Right. Exactly. Never mind. You can go to groceryStore.com and have them bring it to you. (laughs) You need to hop on this rocket. And if you say anything else, you're You're spreading harmful. Exactly. You're spreading harmful anti-rocket propaganda, (laughs) harmful misinformation. Like, so how am I harming? How do you know I'm harming someone? How do you know the this information is harming someone? Like to say that that's presuming that somebody hears my video. Y'all have done a great job of censoring and shadow banning people from even hearing it. So that's right. assuming somebody hears it, changes their mind on the decision that they were otherwise going to make. Somehow right. the. It, we insert the idea that the vaccine prevents you from dying. And then the person then dies specifically because they didn't take a thing that didn't prevent them from dying to begin with, but exclusively because of what I said in this one video that you didn't let them see because you put a fact check. It's like, uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like how on earth is this hard? Like you can't even empirically say that I'm harming someone for saying, Hey, maybe consider these side effects. Right. But that's how the psychology works. You just maybe consider that gene therapy means your genes are being modified. Right. Uh, That's a conspiracy. Well, why does the patent say otherwise? (laughs) You see what I mean? It's like, well, I don't want to look at that patent because. The, the because science, I don't like the DM. Luciferase in the six six six. Exactly, I don't like me. I don't like those words. It triggers. <laughs> and the, the the pastor at the Science Church TM, he said that that's a conspiracy. <laughs> so it's a conspiracy. <laughs> it's like okay, TM. <laughs> that's what it's like. The science is now a, a trademarked term that has been invented alongside a actual practice and field of study. That's called. Yeah. The science. <laughs> and Earl back there with the donuts and the coffee is the one who's pressing Earl, the fact check button. <laughs> he's he after he didn't after he shut Facebook down trying to hit the fact check. <laughs> he, oh, sorry. Uh let me uh let me reestablish these DNS servers. Okay, now fact check. Yeah. This is the cyber polygon conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fact checkers say this is mostly false. <laughs> Mostly it was just Earl, not <laughs> Mostly it was just Earl, and he was disgruntled because he didn't have hot enough coffee. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> man, wow. Man. Well, I know it is super late your time and way past my bedtime, even though I'm pathetically on the West Coast. Um, awesome as always. So yes. awesome. To, Thank you for having and, me. Uh, I'll try to go back online and, you know, not, not be uh, taken down so that we can share. Sure, yeah. Just platform. let me know. I, I can't wait to, you know, I got such great feedback when I shared the uh, previous interview we did. So, you know, like, I think that people just like to hear what we got to say. So, hey, <laughs> let's talk, talk, talk. See you. So just, happy. Keep, 
talking, then someone will find some happiness and all someone of this. Find it. Maybe uh, they'll, it'll, they'll be made aware of the two intertwining snakes that sit <laughs> on the outside of the box, the ambulance, and the building that they're going to for help. You know that I'm rabbit holing that tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. The, the caduceus, uh, there's the, the snakes have names. The, oh, the pole is no. called the uh, Scal- oh, I forgot the other ones, like Caduceus and Scoleptus or something like oh, this. Oh, wow. I forgot the other one. I, I forgot what the, I know one's called Caduceus, but I forgot the other, um, title for the other snake. But uh, this, this, like, that's the thing I always tell people is like, if I put a snake right in front of you, you're going to freak out and you're going to be afraid for your life. So uh-huh. why does the emblem of the exact same thing not invoke the exact same? response i'm like the head exploding emoji (laughs) (laughs) y'all want to say it evokes the opposite this is safe and effective it's like okay let me go take two actual snakes and put them around a pole and see how safe and effective you think that is come on in get your pills if i if i draw a picture of some apple pie that's representing a real pie right you see what I mean? Like images and icons are reflections of the things that they're modeled after, right? If I take an apple, like for the on the Apple logo, that's modeled after a fruit that we all are familiar with, right? If I Shut take a picture up. of an apple pie, it's modeled after a delicious pie. It's like nothing. There's nothing scary about apple pie, the really. Forbidden fruit. Well, there's that Stop too. You know? it. They're putting it everywhere. Oh my gosh, I, I'm gonna be up till 2 a.m. now. Thank you for that. There's <laughs> I was a gonna go to sleep. It's not happening. Specific rabbit hole about why the apple has a bite of the apple logo. Because Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the forbidden fruit, the technology, the knowledge of good and evil. That's like a lot of people make the allegory allegorical connection that the the fact that the apple has a bite in it is representing the significance of that. That fruit was the eating of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that the internet and the technology is essentially providing you this access to good and evil at both at the same time. <sighs> it's I mean, the, again, it's the inescapable. It's inescapable. And and more than anything, the symbology is usually the first thing stated. The the the, the theme stated or the theme of a of an engine or a movement is often encapsulated in their symbology. So if you have a, a entire institution that's based around a logo with two snakes wrapped around a pole, that should tell you exactly what the, the source, intention is. What the intention or at least the inspiration wow. energy behind the the um, entire institution. Oh my gosh. Well, Chris, this was epic as always. Yeah. As <laughs> always. We'll talk again, my friend. Oh, I'm happy to hear you feel better and that you've been on the, the, the Pied Piper of Ivermectin and Hydroxychloroquine. You, you know all of it. You know all of it. And I'm not shutting up either. They're going to have to take Good. me down. Good. They probably will. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. And then somebody else will pop up, they'll take you down and five more yous will pop up. And that's what they're afraid of, this unity around the fact that you can't silence the human masses. freedom. You can't, yeah. you can't do it. You can try, 
but you can't do it. And we've remained, I mean, think of all the Roman rules and Greek rules and Egyptian, all these big empires that tried to control everybody. And here we still are. Because of free will. The free will. They can't take it from us. Free will. Free Willy (laughs) is a great movie. I'll go watch it. That is an epic movie. What's the one you told me to watch? Sneakers. Sneakers. You gotta watch it. Sneakers is the movie to watch. Free Willy is the movie the theme. And don't forget the Michael Jackson music video that exists in the middle of that movie. <laughs> Where Where I'm, the whole... I'm queuing them all up. Yeah, dude. Free Willy, man. I used to love, man, that was one of my favorite videos growing up. Free Willy. And then it's like, oh man, his little arch is bent over. His little fin is bent. That means he's sad. <laughs> Captivity. Michael Jackson standing in the middle of the ocean and sing, hold me like the river Jordan. Sing that song. Carry me like you are my brother. Oh, Crazy so Prado. Good. And then so Free Willy you know, hops over the dude with the mullet, the kid with the little business in the front, party in the back haircut. <laughs> Michael Jackson knew more than they ever gave him credit for. He did. And the next time we talk, I'm going to tell you some of the stories that my buddy who was very close, honestly, very close, but worked with him pretty closely, went right before he passed away, told me about. Just hanging out in Michael Jackson's house. Oh, so wow. Stories. In like a unique way, like nothing scandalous, really. No, just no, no. But just all the stuff. I'm telling you, like, man in the mirror, come on. He knew some stuff. He knew some stuff. <sighs> all right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and we will do it again soon. Sounds good, Michaela. You have Take a Take care. Good night. All right, peace. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.